Welcome to Notorious Age of Sigma, episode 42. We are back in your motherfucking ears with a tournament recap show, and I'm doing one in person with my boy, Lockie. Lockie, hey. how are you? I'm really good, thank you. Fantastic, man. Unfortunately, no tubby tonight, listeners, because he lives in Gisborne and I live in Wellington, and Lockie lives just up the road. Yep, yeah, fair minutes. to say. Yep. So I figured I'd get um, the man, the myth, the legend down to have a bit of a yarn and talk about Battle of the Bays. You know, yeah. tournament we've just done mm-hmm. over the weekend. Yep, sweet. So, Lockie, do you want to do the the token? Who am I? Or do you, or do you I? just want to pass? Like, you could be a mystery. <laughs> it's up to you. I don't give a fuck. Oh, a mystery. Yeah, you do, you do you. Uh, who am I? It's a great question. I'm just gonna ask you to stop doing that though, bro, because I don't know because this is rubbing on the wall, and I don't know you if it comes from the mic, but whatever. Um, XL sway. Yeah, yeah. Uh. So yeah, so uh, I'm lucky. I'm a ex fantasy Warhammer fantasy player. Uh, I was playing fantasy quite a lot in New Zealand scene, mostly Wellington and Christchurch, uh, from about 2005 till about whenever End Times was. Yeah, sort of a great period in my hobby life. So pretty seasoned war gamer then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you gave up because the world blew up, and you're like, "Fuck this." Yeah. So yeah, yeah. old world happened fell out with the game and it was kind of at the period where I was sort of ending university moving on so I sort of stopped playing for a while uh-huh. and then a few years ago I was on Twitter and I just still had my entire Twitter feed is just mm. all sorts of war games Porn. especially yeah. old uh, from, from, from the fantasy days but I saw only that only fangirls though yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fangirls um, and uh, uh, I saw that um that Cold Arms was on, mm-hmm. and there was some some guy with a a giant like balloon. Tubby was it Tubby? Yeah, oh, yeah, there was a baby. Amazing, balloon. amazing. Yeah, what a coincidence. Yeah, no. yeah. There was just like a picture of some guy with a balloon. He might I have was, had hair back then as well. I'm not too sure. And I was like, I was like, oh, holy shit! I used to go to that event, and that's like five minutes down the road. So I was just like, oh, I'm just gonna go fucking have a wander around. And when I wandered around, I started bumping into like a few few guys that I knew from back in fantasy days. Um, just they were playing 40k, uh, and I was just like, man, I really, I really miss this. I really miss the the the, the social interaction from the events. Mm. I miss the the models. I miss everything about it. So, mm. so I got back in, and because the guys that I used to play fancy with were playing 40k, I started playing 40k for a few years, and that was uh, starting to get. Uh, it was there was a pretty dark year, I'd say, of 40k last year where it was just like you know every book that came out was cruising mm. in the 80% win rates yeah um, and at the same time Age of Sigma 3 was about to come out and I was midst of a of a big painting spree painting um, my sisters and I was watching a lot of Honest Wargamer mm-hmm. at the time and he was just like super pumped about AOS 3 when it came out everyone was just talking about AOS 3 and super excited is that the picture? That's or the something picture. along those lines? yeah cool yeah, right. sorry so listeners I just found a picture of Call to Arms with Tubby um, this one here <laughs> that's yeah. the picture yeah the saw, Bad yeah. Moon yeah because yeah, look at him he's got hair it's oh god he looks young <laughs> 2019 yeah they got a lot of traction on the internet anyway sorry keep going back and, to you um, uh, and so Age of Th- Sigma 3 was coming it just come out everyone was really pumped about it super excited mm-hmm. and so I was like well you know I'll, I'll give it a go and the main idea was that if Sigma was quite good at the time 
then I'll play Sigmar, and then if Sigmar ever kind of went the GW route of all the books being really unbalanced and the game kind of getting a bit shit, yeah. well, that'll probably time out well nicely with a 10th edition 40k. And so I can kind of ping-pong back, and all the a lot of the events in the New Zealand scene are kind of like double-up events. You've got mm. sort of both systems playing at the same event, and I yeah. can kind of just pick and choose the system that I enjoyed at the time. Um... And then yeah, really been enjoying playing Sigma over the of the of the last year. I um, I was a Skaven player back in Fantasy, and one of the things coming into AOS was picking a faction. I was there was a few points that I wanted to do. One was I wanted to paint it up really fast mm. because I wanted to paint with a fully paint play with a fully painted army. Yeah, uh, I wanted something that didn't exist. In fantasy, and the reason was that yeah. is that because I knew if I pulled out my Skaven models, put them on the table, the game wouldn't play the same. Like they don't yeah. play the same as they did it in yeah, fantasy. Be, They're not like have... a magic gun line with 120 slaves out front. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. doesn't exist anymore. And I didn't want to sit there being like, oh, I this was better back then, or I prefer the warp line and cannon back then, or why is it Gracie any good anymore? Kind of, you know. It's a very mature decision there, Lockie. Those you obviously thought about you obviously thought about that for a minute before. Yeah, I didn't want to have that. In. I didn't want to bring that baggage along and be that guy at the Sigma events coming coming from the fantasy hiatus. Oh, it's like when you get like some new can't join your team at work, and they're like, "Why do you do it like this?" Back at my old work, we yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Fuck like well, go back there, <laughs> Yeah, like if you like if you like your old work yeah. so much and just fuck off, would you? Yeah, and there's got to be a reason why. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I I found so fascinating was coming back to the scene was that Sigma was pretty big in uh, especially in Wellington you've got these sort of 20 to 40 person events mm. which is you know sizable for New Zealand yeah. and other than Bo I didn't recognize a single person like nobody from fantasy was playing and I was like who the hell are all these people where did they all come from mm-hmm. and uh, like what happened like it's so exciting to have all these new, new fresh faces to play with uh, yeah. new fresh people to play um, so yeah so then so I ended up uh, picking Nighthaunt uh-huh. because uh, the models were sick uh, I also because I've and uh, whenabouts this approximately just whenabouts is this uh, yeah. so pro- people aren't like oh of course you put Nighthaunt oh it was um, it was <laughs> it was before the prob- it was probably last September maybe yeah, last September in the last year it was, so, pre- it was straight after 3.0 came out yeah and I knew because I've been playing GW games a long time yeah and knew Nighthaunt was shit and I knew they had to get a new book soon. Oh. And you always bank on that, right? You never pick up, like, you know, a year ago, if I'd, if I'd been like, oh, I'm going to get into, like, Seraphon or something like mm. that. I kind of would expect that a Seraphon book would come out and they'd get toned back down or get fucking ruined or whatever. No, I mean, they've been you good for, pick, like, four you years You pick the now. crap army, <laughs> you play for a while to build up the, the, yeah. the um, you know, everyone thinks that you're a good guy. The cred. And then you just drop a fat Blade mm. Guys list on people. Yeah. And just shred them to people in pieces straight after the new book comes out. Yeah. Uh, so that was the other, yeah, the other main reason is that I knew that the they would get game. a, they would get a book which you know kind of meant you know new releases, a glow up, and and mm-hmm. uh, and just a burst of like, um, uh, of like enthusiasm. Yes. So that's kind of why I picked Nighthaunt um, back then. Dope. That's kind of. And yeah. it's in the army you have at the moment. Other uh, than your Skaven from. Yeah back in the day but is it all on square bases or what's uh... Skaven is all on square bases oh yeah so is I've it going to be like, like an old world army or are you going to I don't know like I, I, it's just it's just sitting in the case currently yeah. I don't really have the I don't really want to tear it off and 
Like, I'm going to build a new Skaven army anyway, but that's all going to be on round bases. I'm just going to do the whole thing again because yeah, yeah, then it doesn't enough. look like it was painted by somebody who was like a teenager. Bro, what's wrong with that? It's like my standard. <laughs> <laughs> You're tugging at my strings right now, eh? Yeah. Um, but yeah. And uh, yeah, so I played. This would be my third event, I think. Third event, yeah. Yeah, because it was Silverstream and then Valleycon. Valleycon, I think yeah. were the, the two I'd played before. Yeah, correct. Yeah, that's pretty much all we've had this year. We had yeah. Masters, but um, obviously because you're new, you didn't have enough points. And what else have we had? We've had stuff outside of Wellington as well. I know Auckland's been doing events every sort of six weeks, it feels. Yeah. And Christchurch just continued to do Christchurch things. So. Some of my best hammer was in Christchurch. Oh, I had to get back down. I mean, I had a good time in Christchurch the one time I went, but I'd like to go back. Um, my issue is that I just find out about events like two weeks beforehand. Right, right. But I, I also don't think that most of the guys that I used to play with play Sigma anymore. Oh, play Sigma at all, so again, it would be a whole bunch of new people. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're good lads, to be honest, but yeah. they're sort of, um, some of them are coming to Notorious, so you get to meet them. Like, Fuck yeah. Um, have you met Cam? I don't know if you met Cam. Mm-hmm. I mean, Laird plays Seraphon. He's done a crochet now. He used to be in Palmy with... Shout out, Cam. He used to be in Palmy with um, the Palmy lads, and then he got redeployed or moved down for... I don't know. He's he's in crochet now. So he's, he's with those guys. Um, but yeah, no, they're all good. They just sort of do their own thing, which is cool. Um, yeah, man. So played Fantasy for like 10 years, had a break with the end times, came back like a year ago now. And yeah. took a, well, a few army years before that because I, I was playing 40k for oh yeah playing 40k but you're, you're pretty seasoned from what I'm hearing almost 20 years of war gaming across multiple systems is that right? pretty much yeah it's crazy considering you're only 22 as well eh? <laughs> 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 like, yeah we keep the mystery yeah that beard you know <laughs> with it being an audio podcast mm. absolutely that's right straight out of the womb with a <laughs> nine inch stick in my hand yeah <laughs> You and your dad, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alright, sweet. So that's enough about that. Uh, so, Battle of Debates. Yeah, man. That's what we're talking about. So, uh, Michael ran this local event in Wellington. Uh, it was capped out at 20. It was at the Island Bay Bowls Club. That's right. Yeah. Nice yeah. and local. Yeah, it was good for us. It's good for us. It was only a couple of Ks away, which is pretty dope. And... Um, Nice venue, Great I venue. guess. You know, it's a bowls club, so it's like a bunch of old guys and. It's a bar on site. Cheap lime brown for me to drink. Five dollar lime browns. Yeah, I mean, I love playing at like, uh, at sort of food. Like, whatever they call them, like working men's clubs. Yeah, so do I, because it's just like very the low food key. Food on site. They got beer on site. Yeah. It's a low key vibe. Yeah. They have like enough space. Like you couldn't really fit more tables in there. Maybe a couple more, but. Yeah, so me and Michael actually had a chat about that because him and his dad have run the numbers they've, they've crunched the math and excuse me they reckon they could do up to 26 I think it was maybe 28 at nice. a because there's that giant pool table that just had the prizes the trophies on it oh yeah 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 but like that's actually big enough to be like two tables mm. just by itself so um, you just bunched up a bit more you know but anyway uh, it was capped at 20 but I think we had 18 after some drops mm-hmm. um parking was a bit poo I guess because it yeah. was just on the street and that cyclist tried to kill you that's right it was a fucking dumb cyclist <laughs> in Island Bay yeah you know not shout out Wellington City Council <laughs> uh, yeah 
And it was Michael's first event, so good on you, Michael, for running one. I know he's been was doing... It? Yeah, it was his first Sigma event, at least. Okay. I, know he, I know he's... Maybe his first event, period. He said he had a good time, but he's yeah. doing a... It was run really well. He was in a Legion one later this year, I believe, in Palmy, And I think he's doing a 40k... I'm not entirely sure about that. I might be talking shit now, but... Mm. He's definitely doing a Legion one. So, uh, it's good to see... First time uh, Tio's give it a crack because it's a pretty daunting thing, but he's got a pretty good venue for it. I think he said he was going to do it once or twice a year oh, at yeah. their venue, so that's pretty cool for us because it's another. Well, that's like the, that's probably the number one biggest problem with especially Wellington is yeah. that we, there's nowhere to play. Yeah, there's that you can't we can't even like we're mostly restricted on numbers. Like we've got all these small events like twenty to forty players. We've got way more players mm. than that. We just don't have space to actually put that many tables in one area yeah outside of Wellington City um, yeah that's like cheap enough as well yeah unless you want to hire like a stadium well yeah <laughs> yeah you could hire you could actually hire a Caton and do it in the, the concourse but then you're like competing with all the other events yeah and the price the field, eh? oh mate I mean there's some hotels around that I've inquired into but they want like multiple or thousands of dollars a day which yeah. is just not feasible when you're running on like two and a half grand of a budget yeah so yeah and then the schools out here just I don't know they're fucking expensive too or like half them hire the churches on Sundays for the school halls so like yeah you can only have it one day anyway whatever we're not gonna I'm sure our listeners in the states and the UK don't care but they might empathise to some extent um so now that's cool well done Michael for having your first go uh, you did a good job mate I know you had one thing you had to deal with that seemed quite contentious and um, I think from what I saw you did a pretty good job um, otherwise yeah five games 2000 points two day pretty straightforward mm-hmm. anything else you want to say about the event locking uh, it's the first one with the new GT yeah, GHB oh yeah yeah first sure. one with um... yeah we're only like two or three months behind that eh? yeah it came out in June or something yeah so first one for us yeah not first one in New Zealand because I know there's been events elsewhere. Uh, so yeah, the new GHP, the current GHP was in, which is good. Um, I don't know. I think I have issues with some of the missions, mainly just the scoring. But I might get to that, get to that at the end. I think we'll touch on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, not the tournament scoring, just how scoring works in this game in general now. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So you just took Nighthorn. Do you want to talk about your last man? Sure. I guess we'll start there, right? We'll, yeah. we'll talk about our list and then... Yeah, I can uh, So you. Lockie's won the event, so that's why he's here. That's, I mean, everyone already knows that. Um, and so Lockie will lead this and I'll just sort of sit here, maybe try asking useful questions and we'll go from there. Yeah, but, well, I can, I can tell you how I crafted this list. So uh, last event I played like a smattering of just random stuff in an Emerald Host and mm-hmm. had a fun time. And I was going to kind of do the same thing again, just pick a few different more units because... I think I like about the the Nighthorn book is that everything feels like it's got a use, it's got a place, nothing yep. feels too bad. And you can kind of just swap out a few things here and there, put mm-hmm. in a few different, put a different hero in. You can everything's everything's got a use. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, for the next few events, I'll just put in random shit and get all my toys on the table at least once. Uh, then I was, you know, having a look at old uh, old Twitter and um, uh, Nate Trendinelli. Oh yeah, in the United States. Has is he been... a good Trentinelli or is he a bad one? I don't know. Oh, I don't. Want, I don't want to make a statement. I mean, he's the good one because he plays Nighthorn. 
I don't know. I just know that there's like a clan of Trentinellas. Yeah. There's like a gaggle of them in I've, the States, and I think they're all pretty good players, but one appears to be like much like the superior so Trentinella. One plays Skaven, one plays Nighthorn. So they're, I thought it was one and the same. They're family from my heart. Oh, okay. I thought they were both the same Trentinelli, so I don't know. Uh, I don't really follow the US that much. I just hear the name and pass it. So Nate, Nate had been playing Nagash for a while, so I was kind of following his uh, exploits with Nagash, and then he he cooked up a new spicy Nighthorn list, which oh, yeah. I immediately copy and paste it and send straight to Michael. Yeah. I mean, it's, you're not going to be the first, and you won't be the uh, last. And, and I was like, well, I was umming and ahhing for a while, because I was like, well, I can bring this. This list looks looks wicked. He says it's really good. Yeah. But I need a paint. I need to buy, build, and paint another 30 Bladegeist and another 3 Spirit Hosts. It's not really a tournament unless you're buying and painting and building yeah. shit like two weeks like, beforehand. I think I had two and a half weeks to, yeah. to do it. And I was yeah. like... And so I was gonna. I said no, and then I think I was at work, and I was like, just browsing. I'm like, yeah, because because no, they, they were they were like sold out everywhere. Yeah, and then I found like found two boxes mate. from like an Auckland store, and I was like, oh maybe, maybe yeah. if I find another one. And then I found another one. I was like, oh fuck it. Here right. we go. Yeah. So then okay. I ordered them, got them the next day, and then started. So let's talk about this list. This list is is uh, is insane. That's all I want to say. Uh, so it is a Scarlet Doom list, uh, which makes the Bladegeist's battle line, which importantly makes them galley vets, mm-hmm. and it means that when they charge, you do uh, a mortal wound on a five plus for each model in the unit to one unit within one inch. Yeah. Um, so it's really built around it's built around three core units. The first unit is nine spirit hosts, which is just an absolute tar pit, mm. massive block of wounds that doesn't die. I think mm. they, I think they got taken off one game uh, of the five. Someone managed to actually kill them all. Yeah, it's a dumb unit. Can't confirm. Um, and then the main core of the army is two units of twenty bladegeist. So they kill anything, uh, and they're just durable enough that they will last the game most mm. of the time. And we'll talk about how that interacts with the heroes soon. Uh, then you got two units of ten chain rasps just for screens, or you can put them into the underworld so you can deep strike them onto objectives. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are in expert conquerors, so they count mm-hmm. as 30 models. So they're great for just popping up somewhere. You can either block out area of the board, you can hold them on a back objective, or mm-hmm. you can just keep them in deep strike and then... Uh, Mostly you can use the, uh, there's a battle tactic for putting two units into your opponent's deployment zone, and you get an extra bonus point if they're both um, GVs, yeah. GVs, so they because they go to Underworld, if you don't have another use for them, you can just always just have that battle tactic yeah. in the pocket. They just stand around and hold shit, guys. Yeah, and then they just, you know, yeah. once they pop up, you can move around. Those your other shit to go elsewhere and kill shit. They're also great because uh, when the Nighthorn charge, you get an extra bonus, either an extra minus one to hit, minus one to save. So, the more <laughs> units you have, it's... Yeah, the MSU. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, it, it, it's not actually a very MSU army, so it actually doesn't rely on the charge mechanic too much. But just having an extra 10 chain rounds, if they've got nothing else to do, you can just throw them into something and you might pop another extra minus one to save. How do you feel about... And I might have misinterpreted this. Yeah. But your army being majority based around charging with the Blade Guy Stone Mortals... Yeah, you debuffing people when you yep. charge, and yep. then you being able to retreat and charge. Yep. It seems like all you want to do is just charge. Uh, that's and correct. just like how do I charge all this fucking time? Uh, how do I feel about that? Um, it means 
it's is a weird kind of dichotomy because on my turn, yeah. it, the army is incredible. Yeah. It's so powerful. It does everything I want it to do. Other than the Cronspine, you, mm. there's not a lot of no retreat in the game. Does so, the Corn Demon Prince still make you charge on 1d6? Uh, it just flat ch- halves your charge. Halves your charge. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so that can that can hurt. But I, don't can that, they don't, I don't think that affects the number for the charge, but it would affect their successful charge rate. It doesn't affect the um, yeah, but I'm just saying if, terror. Yeah, yeah, but if you're just wanting to charge, charge, charge. Oh, yeah. Then, but most of the time, and do mortals on a charge. The, the way the army mostly works is that you charge me first, mm. and so and all I do is I just retreat out, to three out. inches and then yeah. charge back in. Um, now, if you know, we, you know, a corn demon prince could screw that up by me moving back and then you redeploying and then yeah, doing just, some stuff like that. I'm literally trying to give you the most extreme example that I can yeah, think of. Yeah, but other than that, or no, like seven foxes if that yeah. was legal. Yeah. The the downside is that on. Um, for most night hauntless, is that on your opponent's turn, the army feels absolutely terrible because yeah. you've got no buffs, you're, and they 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 die, die, die. Yeah, and everything everything sucks. Then you get back to your turn, you're like, okay, cool, it's like yeah, the army's let's go again. again. Yeah, um, and I think this list specifically counters that incredibly because mm-hmm. uh, you've kind of got the so that's like the core of the list is these three big blocks of units, mm-hmm. and then you have. Uh, two spirit torments. Mm-hmm. So spirit torments are a support That's a recycling character. guy. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. at the end of every combat phase, Boy. you get three wounds back. So it's either mm. either fully heals a spirit host that's been damaged, or brings back one spirit host if the unit hasn't got any wounds mm. allocated, or you bring back three chain rasps or three revenants, or in some extreme cases, you can bring back banshees. Yeah. Um, and because that's each combat phase, mm. it, it procs twice a, a mm. battle round. Um, so which is six blade guys, which is uh, which is really really spicy. There was a couple of games that we might talk about where a blade guys unit in my opponent's turn would get down to I think one got down to three models, mm. and then by the end of the game it was like seventeen models. Mm. Yeah, because that combined with a d six heal spell and combined with rally if you're out of combat. They just come back, right? Yeah, it's a fun time. I because play that. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it, a real fun guaranteed time. three twice yeah. a turn yeah. is is like a good roll on a d six twice. Yeah, yeah right. It's, nuts. it's just incredible, yeah. and there are some really spicy plays you can do with that because everyone knows that bringing models back, especially when there's not many condition, because mm. the unit has to be within wholly within twelve inches mm. of the spirit torment so you kind of have to bubble around them but the model you place um, you basically just have to place it with incoherency mm. so there's some fun plays you could do with that and, and objectives and um, charge distances and stuff like that yeah um, you've got a uh, so one of the spirit torments is um, that classic combo everyone loves it master of magic arcane tome purple sun no shade mist Oh, okay. I don't know what your shit does. So. Yeah. Uh, so, so Master, oh, Master Magic, Magic rerolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Re-roll, okay, sorry, no, re-roll makes spells, him a yeah, makes okay. him a wizard. So yeah. he's not only bringing guys back, but he's got Shadeless, which is the minus one to wound spell. Uh-huh. So, super reliable. You got the reroll, uh, but it's also reroll for, uh, like, unbinds and dispels. Mm. So it's just, it's just... It's good. It's very good. Yeah, no, it's good. Um, uh, some would say too good for a guy that's 
not supposed to be a wizard for 115 uh, points. I mean, he just, is an incredible piece. Yeah, it's just universal artifacts, so yeah. it's just, it is what it is, to be honest, man. He's yeah. always been better. Abuse ones. them while they're still around. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then they'll bring up new ones that are just as bad. Yeah. Then we've got a Cruel Gas Cruciator. This is the guy that if you're. Uh, if you've got a terrified unit within 12 inches of him, then he provides a minus one damage bubble. Oh yeah, that's bullshit, so I fucking hate that. Yep. It's the lamest shit ever. You ignore random and reduce damage by one. You got it. Fucking fun game. And then you've got <laughs> a Guardian of Souls. This guy is another powerhouse, so he has a 12 inch bubble around him that gives plus one to wound, yeah, which is an incredible bubble. Yeah. He's also a caster. He's got Seal of Shyish, which is uh, the just give a unit a five up ward. And it's in the combat phase, isn't it? Or is it a spell? Just a five up ward spell. Oh, it's yeah. the spell, yeah. Okay. It's just the spell, which means I'm you confusing can then, which one. Because yeah. then there's the command ability, ability to give a unit a five up ward. So yeah. you can have two units in the five up ward. Yeah. Or if you get the spell off, then even if they roar you, you, you still get the five up ward. Yeah, exactly. Which it's is, redundancy, um, which is good. Exactly, exactly. And you can get yeah, put on two units, which is, which is great. Yep. And then he has... Uh, he's also got the Heal D6 spell. That's on mm -hmm. his wall scroll, which, yeah. is, uh, which is great. Uh, and then Artifact for him is Midnight Tome, uh, which is a Nighthorn-specific um, tome. That means that if he... Once per game, when he tries to cast a spell that would summon an Endless spell, yeah. uh, it is automatically cast mm. at a level 12, mm -hmm. cannot be unbound, mm -hmm. which is... Great because the list also has yeah. Purple Sun of Shyish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you love it. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, just once per game, you get to throw out the Purple Sun. Uh -huh. It means that you're not relying on trying to hit that eight casting value. Yeah. Uh, well, it's just like it's just something that does something weird. Like, anything that does something that's that, guaranteed, yeah. even if it's once per game, it just doesn't matter. Like you just do it that turn you need it. Yeah. Anything that reduces or just removes the risk of probability probability yeah. in this game where we the main mechanic is using dice it's just fucking yeah. excellent and it's and it's a thing because it's a it's a you can move it out you can summon it eight inches away and then you can move it eight inches mm -hmm. in the in the same uh, hero phase and then it aoe's three inches for the auto kill mm -hmm. but six inches more importantly for the for the minus uh minus one save yeah so you've got this massive range where he can kind of throw something out and you can put it out and Everyone talks about how good the Purple Sun is because it kills Archeon, it kills Nagash, it kills, you know, Teclas, whatever. Uh, the main thing it does is minus one to save, which which is amazing for an army that yeah. that doesn't actually have a lot of rend on its, oh, yeah. on its war scrolls. You and KO are just sitting there like, ah. Oh, loving yeah. it. And... Uh, it's also it's also a great movement tool. Like you can also mm. use it to block space. You can use it to protect. Well, you, you can also use it to sort of like dictate and funnel where people will go. Exactly, as well. exactly right. Because you're like, oh, you could come over here by this objective, but you're gonna get people stunned. Yeah. and people are like, oh, I'll just go the long way around. And know? the thing is, is is that there's almost nothing in my army that cares about the purple sun. I don't care about the minus one to save because no, I'm, because I'm unrendable. Yeah, as long as it doesn't get near your heroes. And also, it. yeah, it does, if it's not near the heroes, I don't care if a blade guys or a spirit host die, they're coming back anyway. So what you can then do is you can then position the purple sun to block off space where if people charge you, they yeah. then can't get as many models into base to base because oh. you have a, just a giant purple sun base. And it's a huge base. Yeah, it's a chunky unit. Um, 
So we've got that slew of characters, and then the last thing is just the four banshees, mostly for just a magical defense. Yeah. They yeah. eat spells if you cast them. That affects yeah. a unit within twelve inches of them. They either sit in the middle of the of the of the death ball yeah. and stop spells, or if your opponent doesn't have any spells, then you can put them onto objectives, charge them off. They're actually in bounty hunters, which makes them damage three, which is pretty disgusting because yeah. they've got base rent two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's four of them. They're only four charging as well. So but when you yeah, they can range. charge and they can yeah. they can obliterate um, things no problem. Uh, so yeah, so it, it it is. I think the main theme of the list is that it is so incredibly durable. Like mm-hmm. I, I was constantly surprised my I surprised myself about how much damage the entire army could receive and absolutely not crumble in any way. Yeah, and you would just then just in your turn you would then just retaliate. You know, you could you could be given away double turns and just yeah. not caring like it's so I think it's so um what's the term like uh it allowed me to make a bunch of mistakes and not even yeah, notice it's forgiving like, it's so forgiving yeah. yeah that's the word it's so yeah. forgiving to play um it like I said it basically plays itself mm. you kind of put it onto the board it there's so many bodies half of them are expert conquerors so they just take yeah, every objective strong, they go near to heal. and you just kind of push it forward into the midboard and then kind of I, I guess it, it's, it's similar to like old gargans right like it, it just yeah. it asks you do you have enough damage to kill nine spirit hosts uh-huh. and the answer is always no yeah because they're 27 wounds 4 up minus 1 to wound yeah 4 up save Five minus up. one damage, five up ward, yeah. and then you bring in one back every yeah, every, it's just frustrating every other uh, every combat phase. Yeah, yeah, they're dumb. I mean, they're good for you. Yeah, like, they're good dumb as well. And I then think. I can still inspiring presence, and you can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you, you know, six game. <laughs> yeah, loads of stuff. It's um, it is it's incredibly like well made, right? Like there's. If this, there's no foul it says 2,000 points exactly yes yeah, straight on it yeah. there is nothing you could slightly remove like you can maybe tweak a couple of characters around here or there but like it, it's so perfectly no, pointed think, to I fit into that, that yeah. 2k I think that setup is good because you got like the, you know because your characters all serve a purpose right exactly they're, they're all like oh this guy's here to bring back some dudes and this one is going to do the same I'm just going to double up on it and make it abusive oh this one makes you Minus one of damage or whatever, and then this one gives you plus one de- plus one. Re- I can't remember, but you got two different characters that do two different things, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Minus one damage, minus one a wound. That's a plus one a wound. Plus minus one a wound. One, yeah. Okay, one my damage. bad. Yeah, and it's just like, yeah, they're all dead. They're all. They're not just chilling out. Yeah. Not doing anything. So yeah. Cool, man. That's my list. Dope list. It's, Winning uh, list. It's very good. Yeah. It is very good. Um, I need to find my list now. Too. Yeah, you going to talk about yours? Yeah, I'll talk about mine. I just got to remember what it was, to be honest. Um, so I took Stormcast. Oh, God, Michael, I love you, but I fucking hate how you formatted these lists. Uh, where are we? This is... Here we go, finally. Sorry about that, listeners. Uh, so yeah, so I took Stormcast, took Hello Knights. I still think Hello Knights is, like, one of the better storm hosts um because 
at combos, assuming you're getting charged at it, or assuming you're on combat. Uh, because it combos with your throw lightning at them as you die and do mortal wounds, and then also your redeemers get to fight on a four up on, on death as mm-hmm. long as they're near something. Um, plus, you get Gardas, which gives you like a much needed five up ward save, which makes your army super resilient. Is he sub action locked? Yeah, he is to uh, Hello okay. Knights exclusively because he's right. a Hello Knight G. Uh, but anyway, so I will go through it. So I'm Hello Knights, I'm Stormkeep, I'm Grand Strategy's no place in a week. Um, I've got a Lord Castellan on a Star Drake. He is my general. He's got Master of Celestial Menagerie, which is a minus one of wound him, which is super cool, as Lucky can say with his own shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got the artifact Luckstone, which just um, means I can choose a hit wound save run charge roll once per game, which is pretty dope because you just make a 12 inch charge everywhere you go. Yeah, it's like all those always yeah. a charge roll. <laughs> yeah, right? it's, it's always yeah. a charge roll. <laughs> or it's I forget about it and um, shit, I didn't use it. And he's got Mount Trait Celestial Instinct, which is you can retreat and charge or retreat and shoot, but you're retreating and charging. Uh, I got a Lord Relictor uh, who's got Blessed Weapons, which is probably, to be fair, one of the worst prayers and I shouldn't have taken it. I should have taken Divine light i think it's called which is the reroll ones um when attacking or i should have taken translocation i really needed a translocation i really felt it this weekend not having it um i took a knight encanto of azurite halo um and i took another knight encanto of celestial blades uh pretty standard combo to be honest between um stormcast magic the two knight encanters was pretty dope and i'll get to that later on um, I wanted some magic defense, but for 125 points, they're just like they're a really good unit with the once per game auto unbind um, scroll. And now I got Gardas, as I mentioned. Um, I've got a unit of Storm Drake Guard, a unit of Storm Drake Guard, so two times two Storm Drakes, so four dragons, as well as my um, Star Drake, so that's five monsters. Uh, and then two units of five uh, Vindicators. And I have a Battle Regiment. Uh, which is pretty much everything but the Storm Drake Guard, and then I have Storm Drake Guard and Bounty Hunters, and I'm a five drop um, because I can't get earring into my battle regiment. I've got too many heroes. Uh, Holy Command is Call for Aid, which is when I lose a unit of Vindictors or Vindicators, whatever they're called, a Redeemer unit. Spend a CP, and I can set up a new one anywhere on the board, uh, which is actually really fucking good um, as long as you remember to use it. So yeah, the, the idea of this army was that. Um, I was drunk watching the UFC and I had to submit an army list so <laughs> that's literally what it was it's something I'd fucked around with once or twice because I wanted to play a Star Drake and I just submitted it and I hard committed um, but the army is pretty self sustainable outside of uh, Gardas who sits there giving everyone a 5 up ward when you castle up at the start of the game like the dragons, the Storm Drake, Storm Drake guard just do work on their own um you know, I can get Blessed Weapons, I can get uh, Mystic Shield, I can get Celestial Blades, but I've also got the Inspired Triumph, so I can get, you know, that just happens, and mm. I don't have to rely on CP or casting. I'm 1985, so I did get the Triumph a couple of times. Um, the Storm Drake Guard also just ignores spells on a 4-up, being purple sun everywhere, it's super handy. They're fast, they're 9 wounds before any of it degrades, because you have to kill a dude before it, you know before you start losing attack profiles. Uh, the downside is that mine have lances, because that's how I built them like nine months ago, uh, where swords are objectively better now, uh, which is a bit of a stink time for me. But the Storm Drake Guard is still really good, so two units of two. The Star Drake is a tank, he's a boss, uh, especially next to Gardas with his five-up ward. 
I lost him in two games, I think it was. No, I lost him in three games, and I deliberately gave him away in two of those games. And then in one of the other games, he got an, um, what's it called, incarnate, and I didn't know how that motherfucker worked until I played it. So <laughs> yep. Yep. so I, I ate a big L on that one, so that's on me. Uh, I think the list is actually low-key very good. Um, it needs to be tweaked, though. The Star Drake just rain of stars in people from across the board. The only real downside is that it has no reach outside of the Star Drake's rain of stars, which is 30 inches, so that's pretty fucking awesome, but it's only... It's only him shooting, and it does degrade. It's Ren free, which is amazing, unless you're playing Nighthorn. Um, and the Stormdrake Guard have their their mortal wound breaths, but that's super swingy. Like sometimes I recall doing like nine to ten mortals on two guys, and then mm. other times I don't do any. So yeah, it's it's not reliable, right? Yeah, you just never know what you're gonna get, man. Yeah. Like you just can't plan on it, and like it doesn't help you if some asshole has like a very special character at the back of the board that is just like you know the the linchpin of the whole army that you can't see and as I'm just trying to think of one as I'm talking and I, I can't like, like old school fire slayers mm-hmm. or even like fire slayers these days you know we just got that one arsehole that makes them all so much better um the Lord Relictor is always really good he's just such a good piece the prayer I took was garbage uh the two encanters are surprisingly good I did come up against a Teclas and that was enough just to have the two but otherwise I didn't play any really superior magic armies I just the idea is that if I took one I'd never get any spells off and because the Star Drake does give him plus one to cast so it's pretty handy if I've got Arcane to plus two which makes it really good uh, so the idea was that I wanted at least like an unbind for a purple sun if I when full aggro and someone's going to drop it in my army mm-hmm. like if all my dragons were fought I'd be like cool I'll, I can save him for at least one more turn because I can just auto unbind it with an encanter but then I was like oh I'll just double down on this because if I come across armies like mine that only have one to two casts and they're very good casts like the, the spells are very good then I can just shut them off for a turn or two yeah. or three depending on what they've got and that can potentially really cripple my opponent yeah, because so, a lot of people will rely on a like a spell that they just need to go off. Yeah, uh, and you could just guarantee stop that, which can not only like throw them off, but you could do something mm. like you could you could get rid of like a um, portal. Yeah, which can completely throw someone's mm. entire plan off because like, oh yeah, I'll get the portal off because I'm out of uh, out of unbind range yeah. or whatever, and then yeah, do a. Gaze of Zinch or Zinch's Fire or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Flat six mortals. Yeah, so just pick something up. Fucking like, flat no. six mortals, yeah. If you stop one of them, then yeah. you stop everything else. I mean, I love magic in this game, and I think if you want to have a serious competitive winning army, you need to have very strong magic offense or defense. So I never really want to half ass magic. I'm sort of like, it needs to be all in with like a Teclas or a Nagash or a Slan or uh, Lord of Change or two Lords of Changes you know you need guys that have multiple casts and have good spells yep. and have like good inherent buffs that don't rely on getting arcane mm-hmm. and that's sort of how I like to run my magic I don't really like to do what I've done here which is like oh, I've got two cheap dudes that just do one gimmick yeah you're I, on like a six or seven yeah because I played two Luminef armies and they were gold against they were money against Luminef armies I played a Zench army and I never got close enough to the Lord of Change for it to matter um, and then, like, I played Stormcast, I mean, it was just, yeah, like, not 
relevant, but <laughs> whatever. Yeah. So yeah, I, I thought they were really good, to be honest. Uh, Gardas is always good. Um, as I've already mentioned, the the Storm Drake Guard is still very good. And then the Vindicators, Vindictors, whatever they're called. Uh, just the best battle line that Stormcasts have. So Mahomet is a free up save, which isn't a really cool thing about it. It's really inherently resilient. Um, and then if it's bubbled up and I'm getting alpha then Gardas is there for a 5-up, so it's a 3-up 5-up. Um, I wish I had a Lord Castellan in the end for the just guarantee plus 1 to save, just to make it even more abusive. Mm. Um, especially because there was a couple of times where, and I'll get to this later, where I just like put the Star Drake out in the open as bait, hoping that people would overcommit to him and otherwise fail, or commit hard have their whole army in one place and then my dragons can play onto them yeah um and if i had just had a guaranteed plus one to save through the lord castellan i think that would have made that those outcomes far more favorable than what they actually were instead of having me to roll like a mystic shield and then have my dude in range of his fucking massive base um all relying on like an all-out defense when i get charged by a monster that roars me so but yeah, anyway we'll get to that so i think the army is like actually pretty fucking good to be quite honest um you look at it and it's 96 bot wounds and you go oh so many bodies but you got five monsters on there so if the monsters are all fighting on a point they're 25 bodies yeah um, but or, also you're also your vind- vindictors three the yeah because i'm stormkeep yeah so i my dudes count as three each yeah. for my own objectives and then from and that's that's quite nice because you can um, you don't need to make them expert conquests which means you can fit them all into the battle regiment which means mm. you're three drop five five drop yeah because i got five heroes or six oh, heroes that i can't yeah. afford and fit in yeah there's any down drop than if you were to yeah. not be storm keep yeah and then make them expert congress right you're saving a few drops there which is nice yeah so these i guess sorry to go back to i guess the like the list building stage or phase or whatever you want to call it is initially i had um astral templars which no, not Astral Templars. Um, I can't remember what they're called. My book's upstairs. The one where you can't be monstrous rampage. Uh, the Hunters. Mm, okay. um, maybe they are Astral Templars. I don't know. I'm really fucking stumped right now. And I'm going to try to look and talk at the same time. But I can't multitask. So this will be interesting. Uh, but there's a Stormhost where you go into Stormhost. And the unique ability is that you um, can't... Yeah, thank you. Where, where am I going? Thanks, Lockie. Oh, no, they are Astral Templars. Yeah, no monsters. Yeah, yeah, no monstrous actions. There we go. Jeez. Thanks, bro. Appreciate that. Um, sorry, for some reason I thought they were the magic guys. So initially they were Astral Templars. Um, and I didn't have Gardas, obviously, because I couldn't go in that army. And the whole point was that all my monsters could be self-sufficient because they could just buff themselves every turn without the threat of them having CP turned off, so they would always be like, plus one to hit if they were going first, or they are going to be plus one to save if they were getting charged, and all that sort of shit. And that's what I had. But in the course of building my list with the units I have, I was finding that I was in that five to four drop range, which is unreliable if you seriously want to be able to dictate or castle up, or, you know, if you want to pick first turn. Mm. Uh, so what I decided to do is to move away from Astral Templars because the other thing was I was like oh, I'll just make my battle line unit bigger I'll just put more models in there because I ran out of room or I'll just add battle line models because I was only really at the battle regiment to play with because ideally it would be a battle regiment plus two Storm Drake Guard for a free drop yeah 
but I need some of these heroes, yeah, as heroes, I've mentioned, yeah. to buff up. I mean, obviously you drop Gardas, so that's one less hero, but then I've still got four more heroes. Whereas a battle ridge, you can only take three heroes, from what I recall. Yeah, you'd have to do blaze the so, Relictor, right? Yeah, so you've got the Star Drake, which is great, and you take two Encanters, you take Star Drake, Relictor, and, no, and one Encanter, or then... Yeah, so, and as I said, I was drinking watching UFC as I did this, so all this became too hard. Um, because I figured you have to be at that one to maybe two drop if you really want to be able to dictate who goes first. Because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, some games I might just be able to go start, go first, Star Drake moves 12, guarantee 12 charge, he's in your face. Oh, look, Storm Drake guard move 12, roll big charge, you know, they're also in your face. Um, but that's just like a smooth brain, dumb way of playing. So essentially I had too many points, so I had to start filling it out. And then as I started filling it out, I had more drops. And I was thinking, how am I going to counter against, like, an Iron Jaws army? Because James is coming. Yep. I was assuming he was going to bring Iron Jaws. Or how am I going to survive a turn of Mrathian the Bow Snakes? Or, mm-hmm. you know, anything like that. How am I going to survive a turn of just getting my absolute shit pushed in? And from... five, five, five or what, right? Yeah, so it was yep. Gardas. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take... I'm going to go extra drops, more drops than what I want to, and I'm going to take Gardas, and he's going to be my fucking... My binky, my safety blanket. And that's what it is. So, yeah, that was just a very long way of me saying um, Gardas is cool. And that's how I got there. Anyway, missions. Um, Battle plans. Games. We are going to... I'm just going to... Just going to mute myself quickly so I can burp off mic. (laughs) We'll get into it, eh? You want to get into it? I think I've talked enough. So, I'm going to let you go first because I've just yarned a whole bunch. Yeah. So... Roundstone catch, cash. Yeah, catch. roundstone cash. Um, wait. So, do you want to? What are we doing? Do we need to do like? I'm, we're not going to do turn by turn or anything. But do you want to do like thoughts on the mission, or do you want to do stuff like post game? Bro, you are a winner, winner, chicken dinner. So you just do whatever you want. Uh, I'll I'll try keep it short. Yeah, but that's very hard for me because I just keep talking. So talking. I rocked up and I was playing Blair, who is shout uh, out Blair. Slipped in his car. Shout out Blair, <laughs> one of the most rural people I've ever met in my life. <laughs> He's um, quite notorious too. Do you uh, know what Blair was running? Yeah, he was running uh, ogres and yeah. actually ogres. Yeah, the first time I ever seen in my life. Um, gluttons, iron something we don't need to go over his list but it was it was and lots of lead vouchers lots of fat boys from what i remember yeah. saying uh iron there guts was one stonehorn it. yeah gluttons lead vouchers yeah iron guts. it's actually a really cool army because it's all frost savers it's all converted <laughs> half ogres half seraphon so it could be used the models could be used as both oh whatever get out of here blair so uh it was pretty cool um uh he's i think this was his first air west event yeah, like he was an old first, fantasy. There was like five he's an old, old fantasy, fantasy player, players. But he's, yeah. Um, but yeah, but none of them had actually played like competitive events. Yeah. So they'd all played a lot and played in sort of like I their guess, little clubs, and their stuff. little clubs yeah, and yeah. stuff. So he'd say you know, he hadn't played a lot of competitive experience. Yeah. Um. Uh, really, really simple game. Uh, he gave me first turn. Yeah. He uh, took all his toys off. Quarter game. Well, yeah, he gave me first turn. I basically just moved some spirit hosts onto the middle point mm. and then sat there and didn't do anything. Yeah. And then he was so far away that on his turn, I think he didn't know what to do. And so he just sort of just ran his whole army forward, I think hoping for a double maybe. Yeah. I uh, didn't get it. And then I just charged in and 
and just deleted everything and everything. Yeah. Uh, so I basically basically tabled everything by the end of turn two. Mm-hmm. It was like, I mean, it, like there's nothing Pretty to really talk about. It's like 20 blade guys. He had a big unit, 12 buffed up gluttons. Yeah. And I, they didn't even get to swing. I just yeah. killed them instantly. Yeah. Uh, we chatted about afterwards about how uh, the mission kind of made it so that because it's one objective in the middle of the board yeah you sit around for two turns and I'm expert conquerors so I just put like 30 bodies onto it Uh and then basically he can't do anything so like I scored four points my first turn and he scored zero on his first turn because he couldn't take it off me so yeah. if, he, if he took a first turn rough, eh? yeah because yeah. he gave me first turn I just literally just moved yeah. the guys up like four inches and yeah. then just scored points and then I think on his turn two he scored two points mm. and then the game was it's over like a battle yeah. so it was like 29 to 2 yeah just like disgusting yeah but um, we talked about it and I think that yeah if he played a bit more cagey because the game gets interesting once turn three hits it does it but does. a lot of the time the game is over by that point because especially if you've just been fighting in the middle because everyone yeah. just because everyone pushes in the middle because it's one objective and you have yeah. to kind of get that one thing yeah but I think if he just if he had traded the middle for two turns yeah held off and then uh, waited until it split mm. because then we're fighting over two points then I'm going to break my army up whereas I just push my whole death ball into the middle yeah and then I just take off everything of his. Yeah. Um, even if he did get the double, I think I would have been fine. Uh, so he would have been fine. I did. Uh, I didn't. I didn't screen out properly because I, I thought I was pretty safe. I mean, he's low bravery, low armor. Yeah. You he ignores you ignore his reins. I ignore his reins. Yeah. It's a it's a shit matchup for him. Yeah. Unless his stonehorn tables you and you just don't roll four ups. Nah, it was. Yeah, exactly right. It wasn't. Uh, and yeah, no cool players in this game. It was first game, just getting used to the list. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't have much to say with this one. Shout out Blair. Yeah. yeah really good opponent. Really good fun. So man, I I played Harpreet, um, and he's got Luminef Realm Lords. Uh, he's got a cow army, so it's like three cows. It's like Everlord, a special character, and then two small cows, like Stone Mage, some Wardens, and then some um, Stone Mallet dudes on foot. So, real different list. Um, I I like the cows. They're fucking frustrating though. But he didn't optimize his list. And my game was, to be honest, like it was pretty similar to yours. Um, but it sounds for he, he's like ten drops. So um, I was like, oh, I could go first and then maybe make one or two charges and then get cowed, or I could just make him go first. He could just commit to the middle or not, and we'll go from there. So I made him go first, and he committed like two dudes to the middle objective. So I had to real easy time just grabbing that off him yeah so he scored four points in his first turn and then um he just put like some wardens in the middle and then just um some guys in front of his cows which is the right thing to do because his cows can make you minus two to hit uh which means like even if you're plus one it doesn't matter so it really has to be plus two just to be hidden on what you normally are mm-hmm. um and then they also his because he's um Allah of temple as well he just ignores rend um up to rend two so outside of Rain of Stars, I don't have any like rending attacks against them. Um, yeah, it's pretty rough. Yeah, it's oh, it's because his damage is very spiky. His cows have like flat five and four damage, but they do degrade quickly if you kill the Stone Mage. Um, but they have poor rend. They're only like rend one or two. Um, yeah, so he just put some stuff forward in the middle, and then I just came out, took it off. I got the double turn. I took more of his army off. I think he had killed. 
two cows by the end of but it's top turn two or something like right, that yeah. and then like I just grinded on Evelyn Law till like literally the last roll of the dice was me just killing him yeah um, I had Light of Alpharion as well and I stomped him to death over two turns with a dragon which is kind of funny nice <laughs> it popped two, two free ups in a row for um, his dragons but the encounters came in handy here because he had he had like four wizards in his army and one of his spells was Protection of Hirsch, Hirsch which is five at ward save mm. on his wardens which could be if he got that off in his army, that would be real fucking annoying because essentially he's like a free up ignoring rain save of a five up ward, so it becomes real hard to kill. And um, I would just auto unbound it, like so that was obviously very big from the nine encounters. But yeah, and then the the like the realm split, and I think by turn three I had like enough points so because he just didn't have many units left on the board, and that was really it was like a bad matchup and. It went perfect for me. Like, he came forward a little bit, but didn't hard commit. I doubled him, took off, like, 70% of his army. Yeah. And then I just grinded on a cow for the rest of the game. Um, and the, like, the Star Drake minus one to wound came off big here, because when he's, like, freeze to wound, then he goes to fours, so... And there's not really many, like, plus wound buffs in this game, you know? Mm-hmm. So, anyway... Um, yeah, that was a big win for me, big win for you. So round yeah, easy games, round two, my guy. Um, battle lines drawn. I kind of, I kind of like this mission, to be honest. I like this one a lot. Yeah. So who, who did you get in round two? Uh, do you I remember? Think, or uh, Adam. Yeah, I remember all my games. Oh, shout out Adam. Uh, I was playing Adam. Shout out Adam with his uh, best painting award. Oh yeah, one best painted. Yep. Yep. Seraphon. Really nice Seraphon army. Uh huh. Uh. So, oh, this is going to be a theme for, for the weekend. Was uh, I played Seraphon. four new people and essentially five brand new armies I hadn't played before. Yeah. Because the only one I doubled up on was Iron Jaws, but I'd not played against the pig list. Ah, uh, yeah. So it was all fairing. just new, uh, new armies. So I didn't really, I didn't really have much game plan going into a lot of these. Um, I didn't really know the Seraphon matchup at all. I sort of mm. uh, just kind of wanted to see what would happen. Uh, he was running pretty standard Seraphon with a couple of tweaks. One Bastilodon. He had a Skink on Stegodon that could fly. And he had one yeah, other Stegodon. Yeah, it gets like real buffed up and slaps. Yeah, and then he had a Slan and a bunch of Skinks. Yeah, like, like 30 and two tens, And that was about it. Some Pterodons, maybe? Um, I've played his army a couple of times, so I should know by now. But uh, It was it was alright. Um, it's a good army if it can do what it wants to yeah what was what was fun about this game I want to go play by play but I'll try and sort of hit the highlights you can go play by play and I can go sit on the tour and do some fights if you want <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember those, those jalapenos are just really eating at my stomach um I remember him his because I, I think he for some somehow he outdropped me cause I didn't realise that because I was running like a 10 or 11 drops and I just assumed that I, I would just get the other person would, would pick and he was like oh no I'm 12 drops and I'm like oh I've got to make a decision shit yeah, yeah. so I had to point I was like I have no idea uh, what to do so I'm like I'll give you first question mark yeah and so then I gave him first and then he starts talking and he's just talking about his hero face and he's rolling dice and he's saying uh, words uh and I'm like, yeah. And he's like, yep, mortal wound here. Yep, this thing's doing a prayer. This thing's in the space. He just sort of plays Stars are doing shit. Though. And he's yeah. rolling dice. Yeah. And he's playing the game. And I'm sitting there. And he's doing some mortal wounds. And I'm like, are you... 
are you casting spells? Like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. and, he, and he's like, he's like, yeah, the last two things would be spells. I'm like, oh, actually, I can like, I yeah. can actually like do stuff with my banshees because I was out of unbound range, but the uh, banshees can do can can dispel stuff. And so I'm yeah. like, I'm like, sorry, you've been like, I don't know. Sometimes you're casting spells. Sometimes he's his engine's doing something. Yeah. He's doing all sorts of shit. So uh, throughout the game, like, dude, this dude was just popping Saurus Warriors up everywhere. Just yeah. ten Saurus Warriors, ten Saurus Warriors, ten yeah. Saurus Warriors. Um, but he did make the big play turn one. He did try to put the Stegadon with Skink Chief, flew it straight into. into oh, he loves doing that. Straight up the board, did right? He, into, he did whiff it. Yeah. He put ten Saurus out, Poor and the ten Saurus charged it and got like a ten inch charge and went straight into the blade guys, and then just got Minced. rinsed. Yeah. Uh, and then I and then I took the Stegadon off my turn one. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, he was like a little bit unhappy about that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mostly just pushed up. It, the The magic damage was pretty strong. It was like uh, you know lots of mortal wounds coming out, lots of summoning, but uh, and and obviously like I never got a spell off mm. other than Purple Sun because mm. I just auto cast that. But like that that was kind of a theme, so I didn't couldn't really rely on any of my defensive buffs yeah then I didn't really need them the 30 skinks were pretty pretty they do a lot of damage um I did manage to block them up a little bit with the purple sun to reduce how many of them could get around it to get into mm-hmm. me uh and then I um then I cleaned them cleaned them out with the uh, the blade guys uh one fun play from from this was uh he had his bastilodon on kind of like the right flank uh with two units of ten skinks uh, kind of in like sort of screening it out but the skinks were like um, you know base to base because they're 25 mil mm. or less than 25 well, they're 25, 25 mils, mil which is less than an inch yeah. so they, they basically got base to base to stay in coherency and so they yeah, had yeah. these two sort of like big curved screens and um, at this point I was feeling pretty good and I thought I, I just pushed the blade guy up so I pushed, pushed one unit of 20 blade guys up and yeah, I was just going to charge into the the skinks, take them mm. off, and then get into the um, but still don't just tie it up because I know it's mm. not very good in combat, and eventually I'll just pull it down. Then I rolled like an eleven inch charge. Mm. So what I did was I actually put half the blade geist on the other side of the skinks. Yeah. Because they were the skinks were like two inches away from the Bastilodon. Yeah. So what I did is I had about eight of the blade guys on one side of the skinks and then I was using his skink because they're less than an inch mm. to keep my coherency so I had the other half oh, of the unit see, on the yeah, other yeah. side of the yeah. skink unit yeah. and so then it's an old vanguard wing play right there Yeah. then I pumped all the mortal wounds into the bastilodon mm. which meant that it dropped from like a one up save to like a three up save, save popped yeah. a minus one save because I got such yeah. a big charge on it and then like the seven blade guys took the bastilodon off and I killed the twenty skinks and the three pterodons yeah just in one go just instant pop in and turn two uh, two or three yeah. yeah it was early game um, and by that and point I think I think by turn three or four he had just the slant in a corner left yeah yeah because yeah. he just sort of sits at the back just buffing and then unbinding and shit like yeah. that and generating CP but um, yeah that was a fun play other than that how do you find so just quickly battle lines drawn yeah. drawn for our listeners that aren't aware is a four quarters one mm-hmm. where you cap quarters and you can't teleport. You can't teleport. Yeah. So, for your army, because of the way it works, with like a lot of Holy Open 12s and stuff like that, yeah. and 12 inch rangers, did you just push your heroes to the middle of the board and then sort of fight around the middle of the quarters? Or is that... 
Uh, well, like, did you have a game plan about how to deal with that? Because you don't want to get too far away. Like, no. The main thing was it's 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 essentially four objectives, but it's still hold one, hold two, hold more. Yeah. So I figured that at worst I can play two quarters. Yeah. And then you can only draw because my army's got so many bodies. Like he's got a he's got like thirty. Mm-hmm. 50 skinks that are all expert conquest as well yeah so we're both just going to pick up two quarters easily yeah um so in that regard my my plan was to put like 10 chain rafts into into the top right hand side yeah just so that he'd have to have something there yeah at least 10 of the same skinks he couldn't just put like the Bastilla on there because I mm. would take it back with, with 30 bodies and then I basically pushed the rest of my army sort of along the bottom left side mm. My, that was my main plan was because right in the middle of the board we kind of had this big piece of like impassable kind of terrain yeah so it was kind of like a it's big good life there for the weekend uh. it's like a big donut kind yeah. of arena uh, and once the skink chief went down and the second uh, like the engine was on the other side but once that kind of went down then I just split the whole army up set, set mm. the blade guys top right to kill the Basildon and then the rest of the army wrapped around the left so mm. Uh, the army does split quite well into two cohorts because you've got the two big units of of blade guys, and they can each they you just keep one spirit torment with them. Mm. So whilst you don't have all of the buffs, you do get the three resurrection each time, which is kind of the most important piece. So mm. once and once you know that they don't have nearly as much damage left, you can just split the whole army up and then just go and just take out everything. Um, yeah, just wherever you need. So in that regard, yeah, I mean it's a it's a it's a cool mission. I like that it changes it up. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. Um, uh, no teleporting is hit or miss. I don't yeah. know. It's okay. I think it it makes sense on this mission because you could just teleport stuff into the back quarters. You can't just because all of the otherwise you've yeah, objectives well, are easier to screen out than an entire quarter of the yeah, board. I mean, literally, what I. One of the reasons I won the game, my game that I played in this mission, is because I had homies in like three of the corners, like yeah. literally in the back. Yeah, and the guy it. had like one unit left and he couldn't pick where to go. Right. Um, but anyway, so you done with that? Otherwise, I'll just segue into mine and just. Yeah, segue into yours, go ahead. Come on. So I played uh, Michael, who is uh, has the exact same name as the TO, Michael Stewart, so that confused the shit out of me. <laughs> but. He also uh, is a 40k player. You he know from 40k, 40K yeah. Yeah, he's a filthy custodes player. He's a dirty custodes player, yeah. He's got a lovely looking um, Lumineff army, so it's good to see him. Uh, he's got a Sire army, and it is painted in the Sire colours because he likes it, and he does say he doesn't like to play outside of Sire for that reason, which um, a lot of respect to for that. Narrative player, you could say. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I reckon he's, yeah. he does have some narrative there. So he's got um, Lumineff, he's got a one drop. Um, and a better Reggie, so he's got a, a Teclas, a Kefala, a Lawseeker. Um, and Lawseeker's so fucking good on this mission, by the way. Because yeah. he just starts off the board and he's like, I hold this whole thing until you kill him. 
And he just put him in a corner, right? Uh, he put him a little closer because he's got Lambent Light, so he wanted to oh. Lambent Light me, which was... Um, so you put him right in the corner, then you're yeah. just never going to get to him. You just hold that Yeah, because all he needs to do is put him like literally Amazing. just in the corner next to his corner, supported by other units. I think I saw what people were talking about, because didn't they remove like the uniqueness of the yeah, Lord Masters? Yeah, they did. So he brought artifacts like, on him and shit, like, which is what he's yeah, done. Yeah, but then you could just bring like two of them for this mission, yeah. and then just like stick them in two corners. Yeah, you could. You definitely could. Um, which would just be the worst, but you know, it would also be kind of funny. Um, and he's got 10 wardens, 10 wardens, 20 sentinels, and 5 dawn riders. And he's got a uh, spell portal, purple sun, and a horror ghast. Um, mm. and and this, so I he's got way more casting than what I do. Um, I knew that I've obviously played Lumineth before, so I had a very good sort of feel as to what he was going to do, which was cast a lot, but get in his like shooting ranges and lambent light ranges and um ranges to sh- chuck shit through the spell portal so i put my dragons at the front um and he outdrops me his one drop as well like we rolled off and i won the roll and i gave him like the attacker so he had to deploy first as well because the scenery was crap um on the table so it was like much of muchness and then he dropped his whole i mean i put two encounters in range of techless uh just like just at 30 inches pretty much yeah and it was pretty much like you know i'm daring you to sort of let me go first but i didn't want first turn because i thought he might go oh no nah, fuck it you're just auto unbind shit and nah but being the gritty luminous player like he is and like i am you always want to go first so i sort of knew he would take first turn um and i'd set myself up for that and i put my dragons at the front who are also immune to spells so like he landed light one of my dragons right away and i was like nah i'm gonna hold that you can get it because on a four up you know i'll ignore it and of mm. course i didn't ignore it so it was fucking cool <laughs> he shot that one to shit and then uh he uh yeah and then he took first and he got up all his buffs and then he went to cast protection techless and i was like you can't have that which is exactly why i put my encounters in range because a lot of luminative players are very precious around having that five up ward as mm-hmm. i am so like you have to have it and it's more of like a mind fuck if you don't have it than anything it else to be honest out of existence. yeah it, i mean it makes you like way more risk averse right because you're like well i'm not as a third resilient as what i believe i should be yeah and shit like that and i it's not it, it's more unforgiving now because i can't make mistakes freely and you know do shit like that um and then he was trying to stare and white light me through the spell portal as well which i also shut off because just if he spiked a couple of sixes and killed some heroes you know it was just not going to be good um he went first and put some dawn riders in um one of the side territories and he put the law seeker he pulled the law seeker back into his own territory uh not his territory sorry but the the territory the law seeker was in so he did exactly what we're talking about push him into the corners a bit further uh and then i went bottom of one and i was like look i'm just gonna like I've got a real simple strategy it's like try play for a double essentially because he put out a purple sun like right in front of his army which mm. he's like which he's just ignoring because of Teclis's spell uh, not spell aura and I was like I could try and make a turn one charge but, the, but we're about like 22 to 23 inches away so we're talking about 10s and 11s for charges so they're pretty massive but if i get into like his wardens and his sentinels which is what was in front teclis was right at the back why he doesn't have protection teclis up i'm just gonna fucking ruin his day like i'm gonna destroy all his shit and it's gonna be amazing um so i sort of half 
committed for it. So I put two dragons to follow his lawmaster because I had to get rid of that arsehole otherwise he was just going to keep racking that one territory and he was going to win by me not dealing with him. Right. So they went and chased him. They actually made like an 11 inch charge onto him which is what they needed and then he overwatched um, me and because I saw a lament light on from the prior turn he like just killed one dragon mm. which is big for um, well I'll just tell you now because I did get into like one of his units and I killed a bunch of shit and then he like transferred the sadness from the careful the battle shock over <laughs> so then I rolled like a four on my dragon for battle yeah. shock their bravery eight oh, no. but I was like plus six of his guys that I killed so I battle shocked the fucking dragon which I was like in a fit about but I killed his law seeker like just to the wound as well before that but I was really annoyed because I literally lost a dragon to battle shock amazing yeah and then um and then my other two dragons went and killed his dawn riders who were sort of like a wider string they were maybe like 15 inches in front of his army um and that way by killing the law seeking which was a bit of a push but i was able to do and killing the dawn riders which was like a guarantee mm-hmm. um i held more essentially and now if i win the double turn i can collapse on his um his own territory where his whole army's castled He's and he has to fight me out of yeah, that, yeah, out of his territory. territory yeah, and yeah. I'm just going to score, hold one, hold yeah, two, hold turn. more yeah. for like the first three or four turns. Or maybe two turns, depending on how long I last. Uh, and that's essentially what happened. And then we diced off. I won the double. And now I was like, cool. And goes my Star Drake. And goes my Dragon. My two Dragons. Gardas is going to run up behind him to protect him. My Lord of is just going to come and sit in the middle of board and just sort of get halfway and then my two units of um redeemers whatever they're called vindictors just went into the two neutral territories but literally just went like as far into the corners as they could and just spent the whole game running into the corners and then um by the time that he fought me out of there so he did kill my star drake which i was like i let it go because i killed everything but Teclas. So it was a trade-off. I'll give him my two dragons, I'll give him my Star Drake, and I'll give him maybe Gardas. Gardas actually got Purple Sun. It's the only thing that I got Purple Sun the whole weekend. Um, it's not even that good. I don't even know what people are complaining about. You know, people can't roll one, so... <laughs> yeah, we'll get <laughs> that, don't worry. Yeah, so... And he got Gardas as well, but mm-hmm. I gave him those four guys knowing that I was going to pin him for three to four turns, and that's what yeah, I did. Yeah, it's a good trade, yeah. So, by the time, I think he'd killed my stuff in his deployment and I kept winning priority so I kept scoring I think by the time he got rid of that it was turn 4 and I was like 12 points ahead or something because he was only scoring pretty much 2 points a turn for his battle tactic and then um, he just literally had Teclas who was hunting hunting like 2 Knight Encanters and 2 units of um, Vindictors uh, or Vindicators whatever they're called and Teclas is one model and he can only be in one place at one time. Yeah. So he did land up scoring my home territory, but then we were just scoring one, scoring two. So we we're just standing the exact same. And, and you're um, already ahead of that point, and, so. And my redeem is accounting as three per model at this moment as well. So, like, every territory. So the two neutral territories, I had a hero and five dudes, and each one was pretty mirrored, to be honest. And so there was, like, 18 bodies to his five. Yeah. So he just ran out of turns. So, um, and then I won, oh, I think by, like, 20. 12 points maybe I can't remember exactly but it was comfortable mm. but like yeah and that was the game plan it was just pin him in the territory score more hold on for longer I mean if he killed me in a turn I would have been fucked and he would have won big 
Yeah. But I held on for three or four turns. Um, and that's a strategy that I tried to utilize later on in the tournament and it failed. So, yeah, next time just table cunts. That's, <laughs> that's my advice. That's the... So, do you want... Do you want a... Do you want a beverage? Do you want a quick break or do you want to keep going? What do you want to do? Uh, we can do no one. Yep. yep. Lucas Below. Yeah. End of day one. Yeah, round three. Day one. Yep. All right. Lucas Below, my friends. Had you ever played this mission prior to this? No. No, I haven't played right. any of these missions. No, I had I not. played, like, two games of the GHB before before the event. Yeah. Um, so, yes, yeah, so this is the first one I played, which is... This is a... This is an interesting mission. I quite like it. I don't like playing Marathi Bow Snakes. Yeah. On this mission, which yeah. is what I had to play. So I played Alex's Marathi Bow Snakes and the Incarnate. <laughs> yeah. Just which is um the fucking worse for this mission. I actually think I actually think I've got a really solid game into it, except on this mission because I just, I just don't know how his army loses this mission. Because this mission, yeah. like, it, you've got a board that's like sixty by forty four, but, but really you've got a board that's like. Eight inches wide. Yeah. And really long. Yeah, was it like 30 inches apart or something, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah. it's three objectives in a row. Yes. And you kind of have to progressively get one, then the next, and the other. Yes. But because they're all just directly down the middle, mm. and it, 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 there's no real reason to go out left or right. You kind of nah. just go, you're kind of just trying to push up through the middle like a, yeah. like a, like a rugby scrum. Yeah, unless you're, unless you're like trying to like flame a, flame a like flank charge or some yeah. shit for like no reason. But you're you like, can't really, there's not really much point um, uh, like getting around to the other, other side without going through the middle anyway. It's kind of like, it, it is interesting. Yeah. There are some cool plays you can make. Yeah, so you have to hold your one before you can score a middle. Yeah. And then you have to hold you have to your one the and the middle yeah. to get your opponent's get one. Your opponent's one, which is important because it, it did yeah. come up in our game. So, uh, Alex is one drop, uh, or two drop maybe. I think he's a two drop, but um, he's less than ten. He's one. He's, he's one. less than ten, but he's one. He's less than ten, so he uh, gave me first turn. I didn't really have anything to do, so I kind of just like moved up a little bit. Yeah. Didn't really know what I was doing. Was like, I, was, I was out of thirty-two inches. I was out of his bow snakes range. Mm. So I'm like, well, you come to me, buddy. Like, let, mm. like, let's go. Like, I know... My game plan is basically, like, that he has the Kronspine and he has Marathi, two unkillable units, but I know that my army can take them down. Mm. I can hold up Marathi super, like, easily. Like, I could just mm. tarp her down. And the Incarnate, I'm not that worried about anyway. Like, I can take the Incarnate out pretty, mm. pretty easily. The problem is, is when both of them just walk straight at you. So... In his turn, they're literally just walking down a fucking runway. Yeah, slapping but, but, their big old dicks on everything they walk past. So I kind of like I was kind of hoping he would kind of move forward and then, like, I would sort of be because there's no hold one, hold two. Mm. There's no real reason to like move forward currently. Mm. So I kind of moved up and like, I think I like towed the objective, and then he basically did nothing on his turn, and gave it back to me, mm. and I was like, well, well. Now I'm running out of battle tactics that I can do. Yeah. It's one turn in, and I'm like, I don't know what, what I can do. So I, I put, I deep struck two units into his territory. Yeah. Basically, like, well, I'll get a battle tactic. Yes, from being yeah. at least stay because you know it's if if nothing happens this game if like it complete if, if no one scores all three then it's you win on battle tactics. You mm. cannot drop a battle tactic. You have to get yeah, all five. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I need a battle tactic. I'll just put two units into his territory. 
put them in the corner, done deal. Yeah. Back to you. And that was, I think that was one of the mistakes of the game was that I just basically, my mindset was I just need to get a battle tactic. I don't need to, I, I don't need to overthink things. Mm. So I put them in the corner. And then once I kind of put them down and kind of returned to my side, I was like, well, there's no need for them to be in the corner. And if anything, they really should have just been a threat to be like, if you don't kill them, they'll come get. They just pounce onto your objective, or they're or they're there and they can can get into you. And so, I put them far enough. I think it was a a unit of banshees and a unit of chainrass in in the the corner. And I was like, ah, that that I probably should have put them into like a threatening range. Mm -hmm. Um, So he sent the five. Blood Sisters, the five melee snakes, yes, yep. off to deal with them. Oh, that was also the other thing that I didn't know that he could run and charge them. Because um, uh, I was like, either he has to shoot the 15 bow snakes at them, mm. or they can't die. Yeah. I didn't realize that he could just turn around and run yeah. five, basic, five um, melee snakes at them. Uh, so he ran them over and went in and, and I he killed like one banshee mm. in combat. Mm. And I was like, Oh, this is good because they're gonna turn around and fucking slap them. But they have like a some kind of like mortal wound thing at the end of combat or the end of their activation. Yeah, yeah. They do some extra damage. Yeah, yeah. They so he like, finished off. Yeah. He did finish off the the banshees, which was good because I was able to murder them. But then the team Chenraths just turned around and just like slapped like three blood sisters down straight away. Oh, good. And then it was my turn, so I basically finished off the blood sisters again. So mm. then I did have the unit of Chenraths in the backfield potentially being a threat to that back objective mm. and throughout the game uh, he basically pushed Marathi on the left side and kind of on the right straight down the middle of the of the runway mm. onto the objective and then we kind of just got stuck in the middle and we were kind of just like grinding it out and the whole time I'm just taking two two phases of bow snake shooting every turn mm. so I'm just losing guys all over the place I'm, I'm doing my three wounds to Marathi and I'm taking them in kind of down a level, mm. and then I'm just getting pelted by bow shots. Mm. And I'm doing three wounds to Marathi, and I'm taking kind of down a level. Yeah, yeah, and I'm just yeah, getting yeah, bow yeah. shots. So yeah. like nothing's happening. Like there's no, yeah, it, there's not a game, right? Yeah, you yeah. just like walk into the middle, nothing happens. The two crucial things were that there was uh, there was the ten witch elves had moved onto the middle point. I think his turn three. And his, sorry, his bow snakes were just guarding his home base. The whole yeah, time. They just yeah, yeah, his, yeah, yeah, his okay, home cool. objective. And they were just shooting because they got yeah, range yeah. into the middle objective. Yeah, yeah. They just, you know, yeah, it's just a yeah, shooting okay. fish in a barrel. Cool, cool. Because yeah. I was stuck in the middle. I can't. Sorry, no, I'm just trying to visualize this. And yeah. I was like, oh wait, it was because when you said I was like, did his witch elves? I anyway, yeah, sorry. So the witch elves moved. Oh, shut up! You keep going. Moved in to try and kill the blade guys that were stuck with the incarnate. Mm. Because like, I charged in, took the kind of down level, and then I always say I get pinned there because I can't move. Yeah. So he brought the witch elves onto the point. They came in and killed all or enough of the blade guys. I can't remember which one, but the key thing was is that uh, he had enough bodies on there, combined with the incarnate and Marathi, to flip the objective back to him, which was oh, crucial yeah. because then in my turn I actually. If if I think if I'd lost a few less blade guys, then if I'd held the objective, then I could have moved the chain gas, train gas on the back objective and won instantly. Oh, yes, I see what you're saying. With, yeah, a, yeah. with a guaranteed yeah, six yeah, yeah. run. But because the objective had flipped, yes. even if I took it back this turn, I can't hold his objective until, until I until I hold down. the middle one. So yeah. I, I I couldn't do I couldn't take both of them the same turn. Yeah. So therefore I had to keep grinding in the middle. The key point was 
I eventually took down the incarnate, but uh, I had retreated the bladegeist to charge Marathi again, mm. and we finally did it. We finally failed the three-inch charge. We didn't get the charge into Marathi, which meant she survived the one, one wound word. that turn. That's the worst, bro. Fucking one wound. Because the cruel gas went in to try and get her. Didn't yeah. get. He got two wounds in. Didn't finish her off, and so Marathi lived. And then she basically ended up finishing off the rest of the rest of the characters, the black mm. guys, and I just got double shot, so mm. all the black guys died. And then she was just picking up the characters and, what, and the leftover spirit hosts. Mm. Um, and so eventually, I just ran out of stuff. Like, I, like I, it took too long and too many units to get through those two unkillable guys while I'm also being shot up twice. Because the main thing is that my army is quite vulnerable in the hero phase. Mm-hmm. Because I don't get the 5-up ward save. Mm-hmm. Because I can't do the uh, the command ability. Because yeah. it's shooting and combat phase only. Yeah. So, and I'm also not getting... Because usually you, you restrict the damage coming back because in the combat phase because you get to bring three guys back. Yes. But if you get shot twice and then fought, mm-hmm. like you're the, you just bleed guys everywhere. Yeah. So, eventually, yeah, he just took off all all my guys I didn't get uh, the, the, the points and then he eventually just kind of moved the little Marathi onto my just objective. waved over you yeah. yeah and kind of won and he had out of attrition he got the five battle tactics I think I got four so it was really close it probably yeah because interesting in, in this it doesn't come down to like who holds more objectives it's just straight mm. grand strategies yeah I mean not grand strategies battle, battle tactics, tactics. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it I think it I think it probably would have been a draw if I'd picked up Marathi that turn. Yeah. I think we would have just stalemated on the objectives and then both gotten five battle tactics. Mm. Or it might have been spicy as to that fifth battle tactic for either of us. And I've just read that if someone gets a grand strategy, then that's their tiebreak too. That's your so battle break tactics it. and yeah. grand strats. So, um, uh, yeah, it, w- it could have been close, uh, but he just picked it. Yeah, he just picked it up. Yep. It was um, fun game. It was a fucking was like, fun. That's just like a auto win for Alex I feel this mission because he's got like two units that you just can't kill in a turn yeah it's it's the main thing so is he that, always that, like castles in the middle castles on his because you're again it's it, it, it's mostly like a one objective game mm. because you're just playing for that middle objective because it's so crucial to how the mission plays yeah. you can't it's not like you can tell but your whole army over and get the back objective and then, yeah. and then have two you just can't do it you have to fight through that middle objective yeah so if in a game of push into the middle Cronspine and Marathi just won win yeah, it's fucking ridiculous though. especially if the Bloodstalkers can sit on their home objective and still have the range yeah because the they just sit there and you just like walk to me cunt and I'll yeah. shoot you off and then if and you then, get close and, enough to me then I've and Marathi's still in range to give them the double tab yeah, even I'll, though she's in the you know middle of the board yeah and then I'm just going to sit um, here with these two monsters that just womp on you yeah so, so couple mistakes from me there but overall tough tough matchup but um but a fun one another another fun game so i, d- I did go down that game so i did mm-hmm. lose that game so i i played played got two big wins was on table one mm-hmm. for game three so feeling pretty good playing against you know the the aos3 menace that was marathi and the bow snakes yeah, absolutely. With the new cron spine, so yeah. I was like, "All right, sounds good." I lost that game, and I was like, "Well, at least it's close." Yeah, and I'm like, "Time to, time to rock this train off the tracks and, and you know, cruise home for a nice two-three." Yeah, <laughs> this event. See how that went. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool, man. So I played Dan 
uh, Dan Hughes, who is a returning like Blair. He's a Blair's mate. Yeah. He's returning to um, from Fancy as mm-hmm. well. He played. He tells me he plays chaos and he plays proper chaos is what he said well, proper chaos yeah it's like not your dad's chaos or some shit I don't know like <laughs> or your dad I don't know like I was just like proper chaos to be fair I was like seven lion brown swapper crate bottles down at yeah. this point so I was pretty like I was pretty juiced and I was like sweet man I'm like I'm 2-0 I'm on table 3 I'm at the bottom of the 2-0 so cause Dan was 1-1 at this point mm. cause I so the the scoring was if you imagine it's 20 points and then it's the tie break was um victory point differential victory points, yeah which is cool um but i didn't score many in my first two games because like in my first game i sort of just pulled up to be honest um and then yeah i didn't score too many well i scored enough in my second game but i wasn't like maxing you know i was scoring like low 20s not high 20s for example uh, so I played Dan and I was pretty hammered at this point and uh, Dan has a Zen Charmy and it's a really different Zen Charmy yeah. and I didn't to be honest I wasn't too worried about it I was really worried about his lot of changes but he's got he's got a change caster he's got Kairos and he's got a lot of change and he's got three units of ten acolytes three skyfires uh, which is like the menace from 2016 and then he's got an incarnate and a spell portal and he's a better Reggie so I think he's a two drop because he's got too many monsters um and i'd never played an incarnate before this and i wasn't too fussed about it and all i thought was that i'll make it go wild and i'll make him kill himself and that'll be real funny um and that was about the extent of my cognition at this point to be honest yeah sounds like you didn't understand how the incarnate works no there was a couple of oh got years not got years sorry that's the wrong word there was a couple of oh fuck i didn't know that because he did tell me he was like if you because I was like, oh, I can just kill it because it was bound to his change caster. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why is it bound to your change caster? He's like, because it's easier to kill and when you kill it, it gets better because it gets like run and charge. And I was like, oh, okay, well, we're like 30 inches away, so that's not a big deal. Yeah. You know, that's still a pretty big charge you got to make. Um, and then he was like, you can't get to me. So we deployed and he goes, you can't get to me, right? And I said, no, I can't get anywhere near you, mate. I've got Reign of Stars. That's uh, it's 30 inch range. I have to move 12. I have to move up to get into range. I can't touch you other than with Rain of Stars mm-hmm. and I can only kill like your chaff or like your change caster he's like cool you can have turn and of course I pop his chain cut, change caster with Rain of Stars because it's a real good spell um, and then his incarnate goes wild immediately uh, top turn one and he didn't have it within three inches of any of his units so he was very like on the ball about that which is good um, and then he and then he went and he was like cool I'm going to run my incarnate I don't even know what he run, rolled my star drake was the closest thing forward because they had to come up forward to rain of star ship but I didn't really push anything up I was sort of just like soft not even committed like yeah. I was like I'm literally going to move my star drake forward so I can shoot you so I can do something and not completely waste a turn and because uh, I didn't want to get into his 18 inch zinch gun line like his, his magic you know I wanted I knew he was going to give me first because he was like making it very clear that like he was very far away from me. So I was like, cool, I'm going to go first. I'm not going to commit. You're going to walk forward. I'm, you know, if I go first, you know, I stats are that I'll, you know, percentages that I'll win the, the priority roll. I'll give you the double turn. You'll come a little closer to me. Then I'll commit to you. And that's mm-hmm. what I was going to do. 
Um, and then if not, then I'll kill whatever's in front of me because you're going to move up anyway, I, I believe, at least. And he ran the incarnate and he was like, cool, I'm going to make like a 10 inch charge on your Star Drake to get it. And I was like, cool, if you don't make that charge, you're going to like turn around and charge your army and like table yourself because his army was really close to it. And of course he rolls like an 11. And I was like, fuck's sakes. And like, came into the Star Drake. Star Drake was like buffed. He had like um, six shield and he's minus one to wound and shit like that. And yeah. he had incarnate wounds on like freeze normally. So um, he was pretty buffed up. So he was like a two up, five up, you know. Uh, and they just had like they just had like a slap and tickle contest for a, a round a turn and then we dice off for priority and he'd moved actually like a lot more of his stuff or like a bunch of acolytes and sky fires and I was like oh if I take this turn like I could kill like all your army except your lord of change and Kairos who hadn't moved they were just sourcing on home base mm. and the incarnate and I was like oh, okay maybe I'll take it and he was like oh and he was like do you want it or not and I was like oh you know like I don't think it's the worst if I give it to you, but I think if I just take it, I, like, retreat from your incarnate. And he's like, you can't retreat from the incarnate. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, what do you mean? Is, yeah. I see where this is going. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he was like, you can't retreat from the incarnate. I was like, are you, are you fucking kidding? He's like, no. And I was like, so my my Star Drake, which is an expert at killing all your, like, shitty chaff that's on the board and yeah. terrible at killing monsters, can't retreat. And he's like, no. Nah. He's stuck there. He's like, do you have a teleport? I was like, no. Nah. And I was like, fuck, man. Why did I not pick Trans okay? <laughs> so I was like oh well in that case this is the dumbest shit I've ever heard you have the turn so I gave him the turn and he just did exactly what I thought he did, was going to do he just moved forward a little bit more got out of spell portal and bolted change me or whatever it is um, or gateway I don't know one of those mortal wound spells mm-hmm. and then the incarnate and the storm drake took out each other some more already incarnate did do like I think 10 wounds to the storm drake in a turn so he took it he chunked it but he didn't kill it in a turn um, and I was like, okay, cool, man. And then, um, then I went bottom of turn two and I put like two dragons into, um, 10 acolytes that were like on the middle objective, just took them off, uh, hit someone to spawn for like bolters inch or whatever it is. Yes. Um, and I killed that with some dragons too. Star Drake had to sit there and fluff the encounter for, uh, the incarnate. Um, and then the Star Drake did like 16 damage to him in a turn and I was like fuck yeah I might drop him because he hadn't dropped the profile yet and then because um, he always gets to fight because he kind of rolls in the Battleshock phase right? Mm-hmm. and then he popped the Star Drake at the bottom of turn 2 and I was like motherfucker so like I dropped him a level and then oh, and he rolled and he oh, failed because he killed the dragon yeah because he killed a monster he popped he back up he back up to 2 so he went oh, yeah so he right. dropped to 1 so he yeah. rolled and he failed well actually technically the way it goes is he was at a 2 because that's where he starts and then he went to whatever it is ferocious right. or yeah. the, the max level to 3 and then he rolled dropped and he rolled to two. yeah because yeah. he failed the roll he dropped back to 2 and I was like oh fuck and I was like well actually if I win this if I win this priority roll I'm going to win the game because I hold my objective and I hold the middle objective or the incarnate's like right almost on my objective yeah. but I've outbodied him because I'm still keeping shit um, and his two chickens his Kairos and Lord of Change were actually like just to like his left of his objective like they were just to the side and he just had 10 acolytes and I was oh, like you just go and take them off yeah I was like if I win this turn I'm just going to put like three dragons four dragons yeah. on his prior- on his objective and I'm going to win because it just ends then yeah. instantly 
um, and then I didn't win the priority and then his incarnate was like oh I'm going to come kill your dragons the other dragons now so of course he charged into them and I was like cool I can't retreat this is fucking GG this is game right here because yeah. like, all my output is the star drake and the dragons it's not like yeah. one you need individually the charge as well right yeah I need them to do shit yeah. like, they, and they do more shit when they charge yeah so, so they just get stuck grinding yeah so they just can't it's the same fucking thing again yeah. it's like cool I did like 18 damage to you on uh you ate a dragon like because all he has to do is eat one dragon which is nine wounds yeah and the dragons don't make a minus one a wound so like all of yeah, a sudden it's like flat five yeah was, i was like what the fuck Such where did that come from and he was yeah. like oh yeah because that wounds on threes normally but yeah. on your star drake it wounds on fours so i keep failing and i was like there's some shit man i fucking hate this model <laughs> so yeah it was the same and then like we did that for like two yeah. turns like turn three and four it was just like i drop your level you eat a dragon i drop your level you eat a dragon um and then going into turn five uh we were actually tied on battle tactics no actually at the end of turn five i've done four battle tactics and he dropped a battle tactic because mm. he had to do um get two dudes into my territory territory mm-hmm. and he needed to do like a move and then a, a charge but right. he like moved and he shot his sky fires and i pulled off like um the closest guys and then like he failed to charge or something like that I, I was again at this point I was like 9 or 10 mine browns down swap a crate <laughs> yeah. so I was like pretty fucked at this point so the, the honestly the details at the end of it was pretty blurry but he was like oh that might have won you the game and I was like yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um but then like his incarnate finally ate the last dragon and then just literally cause my whole army just piled onto my home base objective to try hold it um, mm. because then he would have had to because he couldn't get it yeah because if he couldn't get it then I win the game um, because I've got more battle tactics than him at that point I was like 4-3 to three in the end I think it was yeah um, and he but then his son kind of got free and just came into like my army and just like just ate all my fucking shit or just like stomp shit and ate shit and then like Skyfires came in and like did shit as well and he was just burning destiny dice and he was like really scrapping for a day and I was like you've won like as soon as that incarnate killed that fucking well really as soon as your incarnate went into my star drake and not your own army mm-hmm. on like a big charge and then I didn't realize I couldn't retreat I was like oh fuck this you know this is yeah. dumb I'm just gonna sit down and pound beers but no it was good um yeah Dan as I said he came back from Warhammer Fantasy Battle he was all good uh, I did tell him that he needed to tell me what he was fucking doing at one point because like I only had two unbinds and right. they weren't in ranges of his chickens and then he was like cool I'm just going to cast spells to like get my summoning points and I'm like yeah man that's cool you go nuts but he just starts rolling <laughs> dice, rolling dice and, he's got, and of course he's got two um, yeah. he's got a Kairos and a lot of change he's just rolling and he's like yeah. re-rolling and he's like oh but I'm plus one I'm like bro can you just tell me what you're doing and he's like I'm casting spells and I'm like no but just like verbalise what's going on yeah. just be like I'm casting this spell it needs goes off on a nine yeah because like all I see you is roll dice and then like pick them up and I don't know if you're re-rolling or if it's some new dice and then you're just like and he's like oh okay my bad but um, he's only played like seven eight games or something yeah, I think, yeah, like, including the tournament that. game yeah. so he was like pretty new but he was all good we had a big yarn it's not an easy list he's, um, as well yeah he actually works in like a career um, I won't say what he does because I'm not about ousting people's jobs on podcasts but he was like, oh, I work in this field. Do you know what that means? And I was like, ah, I actually do because I work in insurance and 
yeah, it's part of like it's not insurance, but anyway, that's as much as I'll say. So we had a bit of a yarn about that. Yeah. Um, and he was from the Wire Rapper, and that was yeah, that's really about it. Um, and he was like ripped. He had like real veiny fucking arms. I was like, this guy's like crushed some dice in his hand. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> like, he looks pretty fucking serious. Um, and then we finished the game, and now like Winter Toilet came out, and because the venue was double booked, but they had to, to pack like, the whole thing up. They had yeah. to pack the venue up, but there was like some parent kindergarten association yeah Yeah. and they were like like, pulling our models off the tables and i was like where the fuck's my shit gone a whole bunch of people who clearly do not belong yeah we'll have a tournament oh bro (laughs) just sort of turned up and started like trying to unpack all these tables while games are going on they're like is this game is is this a game finished and then like trying to move terrain to the side move the table around and like just such disregard as well eh? just like a bunch (laughs) of like middle-aged white housewives that were just like move yeah. your shit get out of here and we're like actually you don't have this venue for like another hour so just settle the fuck down yeah but michael was really pissy about that i was just super confused because one i'd just been to the toilet and then i came out and like the whole fucking room had changed yeah there's still people finishing their games like, yeah they were like, literally like trying to move people's tables who were playing yeah. and they're like could you fucking not like i this completely is... forgot that that happened yeah and i was like and, yeah it's a great venue and i'm like oh, I forgot and then that. i was hammered as well and I was like, shit, where did I leave my bag? Where did I leave my dice? Yeah. Did I, I knew I put my army in the other room, but I was like, where's all my books? Where's all that shit? And then after the video, I went and caught up with a mate and drank some more beers and watched your blacks play. And then I just like, and then when I woke up, I was like, fuck, where's all my shit? Like, I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> and my wife was like, it's all downstairs. I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, anyway. nice. But yeah, so it was day one. So we both finished 2 1. 2 1, yeah. Yeah, man. Um, but you were playing on table one and I was playing on table three so I, I obviously dropped to sort of the middle of the pack and you yeah dropped back not too yeah, far yeah we'll, we'll probably talk about it at the end do you have some things some some thoughts about some of the scoring say that to the yeah end we could pack. definitely do that yeah yeah um well, I should take a quick break yeah it's one of yeah so day two um yeah we'll kick it back off do you know where you were placed overnight I had no idea I never checked I don't know. I thought it, I thought it was mostly all over. Going two one in day one. I thought it was sort of yeah, small field though. So it is a small field, but, yeah. but I knew that I was still going to be playing tough people because if you win your first two games, you, you're in for a rough time anyway. Yeah, uh, especially winning them quite big. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because so. I knew I was going to be playing because we seen the draw overnight. So I knew I was playing Dan, who you just played with his yes. Zinch. Yeah, and I knew Zinch were pretty tough do a lot of mortal wounds so I was like ah oh, okay it's uh yeah like had I'll I, get ready for another tough game yeah like had I known how to play the incarnate I think I would have yeah. been alright well yeah I just played Alex as incarnate and now I gotta play yeah the other incarnate at the event yeah because like that was the first time I ever played it and yeah. like it was really the retreat one which to be fair Dan probably did tell me he might have not I don't know I don't think he was ever like yeah that is the main thing I don't think he do. ever tried to like get me or anything like that but like you know I'm not yeah like it's just one of those things where you like you read it on paper and then when you like play it in action you're like oh okay I'm so much more educated now on that I think it's because I remember everyone kind of saying that they didn't think Crunch might be very good and Uh, and then once people started using it people started working out how to actually play it you're like oh actually it's the fact that it doesn't die yeah that's the thing the key to that unit the thing is you can literally kill it or you can drop it a level in a turn, but it still gets to retaliate, and it, it still gets doesn't re- degrade. It doesn't degrade, it yeah. It's incredible. It's like a fucking truck. 
So and really, then it can like, run and charge. Can, it's basically like it doesn't even matter if you put like yeah. fight last or if you go in and fight and it first because like, it still gets full itself as well. damage output. Yeah, because it gets like plus one ahead or some shit. But anyway, so like when I try and not go into a yeah. So sorry not to go backwards, but yeah, playing in stands army, I like I thought that the chickens a lot of changes were the biggest threat in the army because I was like if I get it within 18 inches they're gonna fucking melt oh, my face with yeah. mortal wounds because yep. that's what they do and I was like if I can get the drop on them with a charge though and soften them up with a couple of rain of stars because they can't heal then that'll be sweet um, what I didn't account for is just being pinned by a, a unit that I can't retreat from yeah but that's on me you know it's unprotected yeah whatever Anyway, the mighty and the cunning. Mm. So scary mission for you, man. Very scary mission. Yeah. For me. So just a, a quick refresher to the lovely listeners. That's four objectives in the middle of the board uh, in a line, and then you get two points if you kill a GV unit, yep. and then an additional point if that GV unit is holding an objective here. Correct. Cool. Sweet. So, <laughs> so if your four so GV units, where it's it is. hold one, hold two, hold more. Yeah. Five or GV units, kill it? a GV unit and you get three victory points. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's the exact same as having a whole extra turn of scoring. Yeah, so we were actually going to... And my whole army's GVs. Apart from the four Banshees, I've, every unit's GVs. Yeah, so we talked about this in, um, in the Notorious pack, and I was like, oh, I fucking hate GVs because I hate cunts that run skinks and zombies and <laughs> witch elves and shit. Like, yeah. I don't like that. So I was like, maybe we could punish him and Tubby's like nah it's dumb as shit GV's die super quick don't do it yeah and I was like ah oh, but maybe and he's like stop being a dumb cunt don't do it you know <laughs> so yeah and then um, he so he talked me out of it and after playing this mission I was fucking glad we didn't include it but anyway sorry there Marky. is there is one important extra special rule for this mission that you might not know of probably not because most people don't apparently it's that the same objective can be picked as a proving ground. Oh yes, yeah. More than once per battle. Mm-hmm. That is very key for our, for my game versus Dan. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, so you just played Dan the same. Yeah, so I don't yeah, so the exact same Zinch list. You know, double birds, yeah. some carracks, and Endocron spine. So the way this game played out was that uh, he's two drops. So he gets to pick first turn. He chooses to go first to try and get a whole bunch of damage down. Yeah. I explain how my army works. He sees the banshees, and I say they eat up all the spells. And so yeah. he goes, "Okay, flat six mortal wounds." And I go, "Big thumb, take out the banshees straight yeah, away." Yeah, because they're only one wound apiece. So, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, "Sweet." They look like they should be more than one wound. And then a spawn just appears right in the middle. Yeah, of the I think so... it was in combat with like eight units. Yeah. Just sat right in the middle. Yeah. And you're like, "What is this?" And then um. So he uh, uh, he pushes the Cronspine right into the middle of the board and then Destiny dices the charge. So he gets an 11-inch charge across the board. So he hits me 10-1 with the Cronspine. Did he have good dice for you? The Destiny dice? Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that in a sec. Because, like... He, he Kairos diced it, not Destiny diced it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, cool, cool. Because so. you can't actually Destiny dice yeah, it with a Kairos. No, you can Kairos you can't dice, the, you can't. You can't. Yeah, so, no, um, I'm just asking because his Destiny dice against me was... They were fucking awful. I think it was right. like one, two, one, six, and no, he had like a bunch of fours. he had a bunch of sixes versus me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so he cronspined right across the board um, into the spirit hosts, oh, yeah. and I think the plan was like, yes. that he wanted to pin my army in my deployment zone. Yeah. And it's yeah, that's going to be pretty key. So uh, other than that, yeah, he did a bunch of board wins. Yeah, he took off the banshees, which was a bit of a problem. And then he moved three Skyfires onto the middle left objective mm. behind the Incarnate. Mm. 
So they were holding that objective. He kind of moved some characters up to the other objective. So he would hold one, hold two, hold more. Yeah. And then he shot the Skyfires into one of my heroes. I don't remember which one. I think it was the Purple Sun one, the mm-hmm. one that cast this Purple Sun. And he just destiny diced like all the shots to get all the mortal wounds. Mm. Uh, but I have a three up shrug yeah. because I'm next to spirit sure, host, yeah. so he didn't kill anything. <laughs> yeah. uh, so he like took off like one spirit host and then maybe did a wound to the. And he was the, like, oh fuck. And he was like, ah, mm, maybe that wasn't the greatest use of my three yeah, destiny dices, which we're kind of talking about. Probably not. Um, the main thing it did was it killed a spirit host. Uh, yeah. and so what happened was the Necron Spine attacked I think it maybe killed one more didn't kill another one or something uh-huh. like that but what it allowed me to do was uh, then I activated the Spirit Hosts and I piled in around the Necron Spine three inches yeah. and first of all be- they hit back I think they did 11 damage to the Necron Spine back <laughs> and I was Good like I, I was like holy shit if that's actually a pretty decent chance that he yeah. drops level right now, and then I just take yeah. it off instantly in turn one. Yeah. Um, sadly, he did pass that save, and so he, did, he didn't die. Because he's got to roll under the net amount of damage he's taken. That's right, yeah. So that's why you got to hit the, the 19, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Because it's equal to under, or is it just under? I think it's equal to under. you got to do 18 damage, I believe. Yeah. Um, but the main thing was is that I piled in three inches around the Cron Spine which meant that when I yeah, brought back a spirit host, I the put the spirit host onto the objective, yeah. it counts as three models, yeah. and he only had three skyfires on it, which also counted as three models. Mm. So he didn't get hold two. Yeah. So he did uh, He did drop a VP in that turn, which was yeah. pretty pretty crucial. And he was not expecting That's that, happened. and he was mightily unhappy about, <laughs> about the fact... I had to check, because I was like... because I. I I was kind of just putting bodies on the point, and I'm like, yeah. maybe I'll do it. I'm like, he's got three guys there. I'll count as three. Yeah. I'm like, they don't count as two. And he's like, no. Nah. I'm like, nah. Are you sure they don't count as two? Are they like they're on, they're on horses or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> they're on deaths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four wounds or whatever. Right? Yeah, but they yeah, just so count they as just one. Shot, I'm like, I'm like, yeah. oh, cool, nice play. Yeah, awesome. Well done, Lockie. So then, uh, then I charge the blade guys into the cron spine, and I eventually take that off in two turns. Mm. But the main thing I did is that because I was going second mm. I made the very far left objective which was well away from his army and the only thing that could get to it were the skyfires yeah. which aren't galley vets yeah. so I made the very far left objective proving grounds, proving grounds yeah. and I did the battle tactic where you hold a piece of terrain in there partially within their territory mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah. which is center yeah, yeah, I yeah, can't remember yeah. what it's called but I picked that Pillage one first, it is, yeah. uh, and then I deep struck in 10 chain wraps, and I tapped, I just tagged the very far left objective, yep. the one that I made Proving Grounds, and then I strung them out so I could tag the piece of scenery. Yeah. So I got the battle tactic, I got the whole two, hold more, because I then just moved all the spirit mm-hmm. hosts onto the point. And the key thing there was that it was Proving Grounds on the left-hand side, and I, and I held it. So that in his turn... Uh, when we rolled priority, uh, he won it again. I kept that one as the proving grounds. I just mm. made the proving grounds again because I knew the only thing that could get over to them was the skyfires, and so mm. I was just going to hold it. And so he does eventually kill those those ten chain rafts. Mm. But I think over three turns it was the proving grounds, and so I just held that oh, point okay, forever. Yeah. And he had, I think, he put a spawn over there with a with another uh, spell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not a GV. 
The yeah. Skyfires went over there. That OGV, he tried to charge some pink horrors yeah, over there. Yeah, because his GVs are far more fragile than yours. Yeah, and they're on the other side of the board. Yeah. And so I just made that proving ground every time. And yeah. I basically just got a free point every turn or two points mm. without any models near it. Mm. Just by playing the specific part of the mission. Yeah. Which, um, which worked out really well. Uh, other than that, yeah. It, it, the I think the main thing about the game was that I knew he was going to put a lot of damage in. And I didn't know what to do with the blade geist yeah. so i put one of the units of 20 blade geist into reserve yeah i don't know if that's a good play or not i was just like i'll try it out i don't have anything better for them to do yeah so then i brought them down nine inches away from like four of his units and i'm like well we'll see what happens mm. i failed the charge they were just sitting in basically in the middle of the board by themselves mm. he then shoots everything he's got into them that's the unit that i said that got taken down to three models Mm-hmm. and then I rallied and then I healed six of them with a spell and then I brought three of them back before and then I charged them and then eventually at the end of the game they're back to 17 models yeah and so they went on a rampage they charged all the way across the board killed two units of Karaks they charged into Kairos <laughs> yeah they mortal wound Kairos to pieces and oh. I took Kairos off this one unit of like three guys that he, yeah and, that, and, that, and the, the, the worst thing about it was that Dan had more damage output, I'm pretty sure. Yes. And I think he split a bunch of his attacks. Well, his big combat piece got stuck on your host. And then yeah, was... but he but he even had more range of damage. I could go into that yeah. unit, and then he, I think he was splitting a little bit, and then he's like, oh, I should have really just finished them off. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. You have to. Yeah. You ignore them, or you just put them in, in the ground. Yeah. So that, I mean, they're wasn't really much more I think yeah it was, I think it was the two two main plays about that game was yeah it was holding keeping them to dropping a, a point on turn one with the spirit host yeah using the galley vet and the proving grounds correctly mm-hmm. on the left hand objective and then just the army being so durable that you know I just killed the conspine straight away and uh, and then eventually just charged over and took off the most of the rest of, of yeah. the army eventually yeah. I mean that being said, it it feels weird because like like I thought I thought I played I played the mission really well where I I, I, I put the spirit host on the, on the objective that costs a point. Then I take the proving grounds and hold the points on the left. That's mm. like three or four points at the end of the at the end of the game. Mm. Doing all that meant absolutely nothing because I had the chain cha- uh, the chain rats on that left point on the proving grounds. Yeah, he just kills them. That's three victory points. Yeah, it's. I had the chain rest on my, left, on my right side. He just yeah. kills those. That's three victory points. So, yeah, like, so points. we're racking up. Plus like, whatever he scores, like battle tactic. Yeah. Hold one or hold two. There was a cool play he made, actually, that was uh, that was really good, um, where I moved the blade guys up to charge into the carrot because he'd just taken off some of my GVs on an objective, and he's like, well, that's like three points. Like, I'll take up seven point ten. I was like, oh, shit, he's going to... He's just going to keep taking off GVs and getting points. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, i got to kill his GVs and i got to kill the ones that are on points to keep get, get my bonus points. Yeah. So then I move the blade guys up and then he just redeploys the whole unit of Karaks off the objective. Mm. So that not only does it make my charge like an inch or two longer, but it meant that if I do get in and kill them, that's a whole victory point that he saves just by spending a command point. Yeah. So that was quite cool. But it did... Luckily, I mean, he does have a bunch of Karak Acolytes that are pretty weak mm. just kind of chaffiness that they have to go and sit and hold the points mm. like I think maybe if he'd gone and held the points with his birds instead mm. but the fact that he did use the Karaks to kind of hold the points meant that I did kind of get back and I did kill all three of those units for like 
I don't know, 11 points or something like that. Yeah. But it means the entire game was re- came down to just killing GVs. Like, the actual... Yes. Any, any plays you can make with the Proving Grounds to get an extra point or two, or doing some sneaky tricks meant absolutely nothing because it, it just it just turned out that I killed more of his GVs than he killed of mine because yeah. mine were more durable. Yeah. Um, it does feel like that. Yeah. Yeah, like... And I'll tell you what, 10 pink horrors don't mean shit to 20 blade guys. <laughs> <laughs> Tw- 20 blade guys. I didn't kill all I think I think I fluffed a couple of... Because he made me minus one to hit because he's... Um, cause he's Duplicitous and Post Duplicitous or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So minus one to minus, hit. Yeah. And so I ended up with like eight brims left. Oh. From a fresh unit of ten pinks I mean, being summoned. Killing the pinks is just a waste of your resource anyway. Yeah, but I'm, I'm gonna try it. Oh, <laughs> Got nothing else to do. <laughs> so do you know what the score was on the end? Was it pretty big or was uh, it? it was pretty but well, we both scored quite well. I think yeah. it was like I think I got like thirty two to twenty three maybe. Mm. So pretty high scoring. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. No, I'm just asking because I know Adam played Mark and Adam's the Seraphon player that you played earlier on mm-hmm. and Adam has like fucking six units of yeah. skinks or whatever and Mark had won that game by like turn two because he just killed all the skinks yeah. and I think Mark scored like 37 points in that one fucking mission yeah I'm going to come back to this point crazy I'll come back to this point after the games because it's going to be yeah. really irrelevant yeah. but yeah do you want to talk about your mighty and cunning yeah so I played um, Joseph who was a spear player who had a um a Stormcast list. Um, he didn't submit it because he's a st- uh, spear player, but I'll try and remember it. It was just, um, it was Hammers of Sigma, but it was just all dragons. Yeah, it's so Krondus. the magic one, who's not, who's the lesser of the two big ones, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, I like Karazai better. Yeah, Karazai, I think, is better. Um, and then he had a Knight Draconis, and that was his heroes, and then he had five dragons yeah it was two units of two dragons and then a single dragon by itself yeah. as well um and, and two formulators right yes two formulators yeah. as well yeah totally forgot about them because I was like wait up he doesn't have enough battle line um and so he is like a more aggressive version of my army whereas I'm more of a castle up tanky yeah. sort of army so I was like cool I'll um and he's like six drops to my five so that was good for me uh, so I knew I was going to, you know, have choice of turn. He's got no GVs though in his army, and I have two GVs, and then if you kill one of my GVs, I can bring him back. So he's essentially right, scoring, like scoring eight nine to extra your five. points. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're all holding objectives. <laughs> it's so like nine extra eight points. Eight turns of scoring. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking ridiculous, man. So I was like, okay, cool. Um, I will just be very cautious about those. So I started deploying with a plan as I normally do and then partway through my deployment I changed the plan and then I changed it back which actually worked out in my benefit so I was like I'm going to castle up in a corner and because uh, it was a piece of arcane terrain so I was like cool all my guys will be like plus two to cast because of the dragon and, and them and he's got Krondus he essentially puts his whole army in the sky I hard castle on the left side with almost my whole army except two dragons I put out on the right and a unit of Indictus because I was just like I just want to get coverage on these objectives and also I don't want his whole army just dropping in front of me and then fighting me like what I did to Michael the Luminaire player earlier like yeah. I want to I want to spread some of his stuff out and it worked because he put two dragons and two fulminators out to combat my two dragons and one unit of indictors. Um I was thinking oh, I could go in first turn because literally he deployed with 
uh, two Forminators and Night Draconis and a single dragon on the board. Yeah. The rest is all in and Sky. The rest is all yeah. Sky. And I was like, I could probably, like, zone off a lot of the fucking board right now. Like, I was trying to do it in my head quickly and, like, on the board. And I was like, oh, yeah, I could zone you out for probably two turns at least. Unless you're really good at making nine inch charges, then, you know. Um, and I was like, nah, fuck it, whatever. I trust, I back myself for what I'm doing. You can have first turn. And I put my Star Drake sort of in the front as well. So he'd charge out his minus one of wound, you mm-hmm. know, all that sort of shit. Um, and he was like, okay, cool. And then he pretty much moved his stuff that was on the board forward. They were all out of shooting range because I was shorter, sit like, you know, 24 and a half inches, 25 inches away. So he wouldn't get just all the dragon breaths because he could very rarely just like drop five dragons and just mortal wound me with the ones on the board as well but yep. the ones on the board were out of range so they sort of like half commit part way up the board he drops his whole army and um does like no mortal wounds it's very depressing like literally does no mortal wounds and then he goes to charge me and he makes two charges he makes Krondus which is good for him because he had to kill one of my GP units which is the unit that Krondus went into but I felt bad because I fucking overwatched him with like two dragons that were sitting behind the the um vindictors and i rolled like nine on the mortal wound so yeah. like i'd half killed Krondus before he got to combat and then he like stomped my dude and then my dude fought on death and like attacked him back and like did mortal wounds to him it was so bad i felt bad for joe and then uh two dragons charged a star drake and i was like ah it's cool they're fine they're not gonna hurt him do nothing yeah yeah and then he goes he kills five vindictors he scores one two more um, and a GV unit for what's that seven points in the first turn and I was like oh fuck so at this point I'm like I have to table this guy I'm like I have to table him ASAP because then if he just kills a GV unit like if he kills another GV unit and then if I bring it back and then kills that you other just, unit you, just, you physically he's gonna get enough points he's just gonna get way ahead of yeah. me so I was like I yeah, have to fucking table him points to score yeah so I was like the way I win this game is I stop him scoring it's not that I minimise him I just stop I have to stop him scoring yeah so he scores 7 points I take the turn I kill Krondus I kill like the 2 dragons and the star drake I kill like another dragon of his I left Krondus so after his sorry after his first turn Krondus had 1 wound left from like all my guys fighting on death and then doing mortals when they die and overwatch it was beautiful man it was, I was like fuck me if I killed this dragon on my turn I'm gonna lose my shit I didn't know <laughs> um yeah and then I had a big first turn and I killed like most of his shit and then um I double him which is excellent for me and then I kill like all but one dragon and, and like two fulminators at this point uh sorry he has two individual dragons and two different units and then you know fulminators um but he's still winning the mission because I'd only scored one two and battle tactic in the first turn and then in the second turn I only scored 1-2 and no battle tactic mm. so it was 7-6 to six to him after I've had 2 turns and he's had 1 um, luckily his army was just like on life support by the time he got another turn um, and I think he killed another I think he killed a unit of GVs Marvel unit and I think he scored 1 point so I think he was up 11-6 to six, but he had but I killed like another Forminator or two during his turn so I think he literally had two models left but he was like five points ahead on objectives and then I won the turn three priority and then I um, tabled him at that point 
and then we had to do that really annoying thing where I sat there playing the game by myself for two more turns because <laughs> I was like Joe I'm so sorry that I have to do this to you but like out. I need the fucking points and I need to make sure that I can legally get them so I'm just literally going to mm. play this game by myself and I'm just going to ask you to roll priority <laughs> and I was like check if you can do any battle tactics now bro that like you would have scored check do them now if you can yeah. if you can't sorry sort of thing he's like yeah cool and anyway so I play five so I play turns essentially three four five by myself um and we roll off for priorities and he keeps winning priorities but he keeps taking it to like um proving grounds like an objective because I only had one GV unit which I brought back from court aid and I think in the end the score was I won but not by much it was like 20 to 12 or 11 or something like that mm. so like I really one, needed yeah. to play those last three missions because I dropped the battle tactic early and I didn't score more in the first two turns because mm. he just happened to have the two fire objectives so I was scoring like hold one hold two battle tactic then hold one hold two and yeah because I scored six points in two turns and he scored like seven in a turn and yeah, he scored yeah. like another four in a turn I was like fuck he's going to run away with this and had he won priority turn three like he might have actually won that game or he might have been very close to winning it because he might have killed a GV unit again mm. and hold one and hold two so it would have been five points so I probably would have still won the game to be fair but anyway so no it was um I liked that matchup from the start I just assuming he didn't drop and like because you know everyone saw those twitter posts when like dragons were new yeah and they're like oh playing my opponent and he double moved and then he rolled all the d6 mortal wounds and he just mortal wound my army off and i was like if he does that to me like if he obviously doesn't double move because he can't do it anymore but if he drops and just gets hot as shit on his mortal wounds i could be in real trouble here and that could fucking hurt yeah because yeah it's so because he's got one two three four five five dragons six six, seven dragons doing it is that right yeah yeah something like that because it's a big dragon does it too so if he just like happens to hit me for like 76 i could be and then the fulminators have mortal wounds as well yeah so like there's a difference between having like losing none and losing like three or four dragons Mm. it's so high yeah because like I rolled better on my mortal warrants than what he rolled and then I had the better ward save because I have the five up ward save next to Gardas but he has the six up next to objective so yeah so yeah it was um the mighty and cunning it was a it's a different mission eh like the GVs is just um it's fucking cooked especially because I happen to play someone that had no GVs and then like the Luminef players like Michael my second opponent like all his stuff's GVs you know and like same with you all your shit's GVs mm-hmm. and then Adam that we talked about is all GVs and then you get blocks and then like James has um, the Iron Jaws player has GVs oh no because he's got perks they're not GVs no but he's got two units of uh, oh but two units it's like yeah, two units sucks back. like don't get me wrong because I had two units and one of them comes back they yeah. suck but it's not as bad as like you know and then you got like Alex who has like 15 bow snakes and you're like well that's GVs but it's fucking 30 words like yeah. they just gun you down I think the main problem is, is that there's no that including GVs doesn't feel great even on other battle plans like most people don't want to take them yeah, there is a bit of a plan where you get extra points through having a GV, right? Square up a GV. Maybe, and there's like one battle attack that you can do. But like, I think in general, like, two points for killing a GV 
is way too much when those GVs aren't gonna aren't gonna get you two points the entire game. Yeah. Just by being GVs, you know, yeah. like the fact that you could do a proving ground or maybe do the same objective twice, like just doesn't outscore the fact that you're you're giving up so many points for the for the GVs. I mean, it's also on the condition of you going second as well. So it's not like you get to proving ground exactly. regardless. Yeah, and it's got it, and and it's on the condition that you those GVs get to even do anything remotely relevant to the game before they die yeah. which against a lot of armies is not true because you just yeah well, drop I your lost dragons and shoot your yeah. shoot your mortal wounds and you take off the GV unit and get two free points yeah so I don't know I think there's a lot they can adjust and maybe we'll see that in the next um, iteration of the, G, the GHP I mean like but, um, is it as bad for as now, I think, for now I think this is a, a terrible mission I don't I wouldn't want to see this again even as somebody somebody who plays GVs and somebody who doesn't play GVs GVs like I just think that this uh, mission. Oh, bro! Playing someone who had no GVs felt like I was instantly robbed from like nine points because that's what he could max score on my GVs. Yeah. Because three units GVs, if they're on objectives, they're three points apart. Yeah. So I'm like, this guy is instantly plus nine to my being none, and then like again, and with like Mark playing um, Adam, and then. Um, you know, and Adam just having lots of skink units that aren't very tough, but then also then you have like um, Alex's bow snakes, where he's got like five um, combat snakes, fifteen bow snakes, and then like ten witch elves. It's like yeah, just combat and witch elves you probably kill quite easily, but like the fifteen snakes. I mean, we knew about the mission beforehand, but I just after initially reading it, like I like the four objectives. I think that's cool. I like the deployments, but two points per GV is just fucking like horrendous and then the extra bonus point like it was like one point flat yeah okay cool one point you know that's that's essentially scoring more every turn but yeah three points is like when you're capped at scoring fucking five points in a round you know that's the most you can score Mm -hmm. and then someone can score three points from killing a GV yeah that is heavily and it's not capped so you no no so, so you can kill like seven six. gvs in a unit in a turn it. and you can be like cool i just scored fucking 26 yeah. points eat my dick and you're like the weighting on it is and the scaling is fucking terrible like it's yeah. it's really yeah i wouldn't play it again it's like i mean i'll play it in a fucker like if we rolled this up and like just a game in the sun room and be like do you want to play it i'll be like whatever like but yeah. at a tournament i would prefer not to play this especially after playing this i think it's a terrible mission I think well, yeah. I mean, we can we can rant for. Well, I think we've I think we've rant about it, but yeah, I think we should move on. I like the layout. I like yeah. the four objectives. I just don't understand why some people yeah, push you free GVs. Yeah, because like I mean, and again, I didn't read this pack prior to the tournament, so that's that's also on me because I was I've been very yeah. busy with life stuff I'm gonna come recently. Back to anyway, so let's let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the silk steel silk steel nests. There we go. Eight objectives yeah fucking tubby loves those eight objective missions I love this I love this mission so who are you playing in the last mission well I mean I'm, I'm back on oh yeah so 3-1 right yeah, yeah I'm back on top table 3-1 massive victories so I'm playing James who's 4-0 at this point right who is 4-0 at this point yeah he's the only 4-0 at this point yeah uh, he Shout just played James. Alex in round 4 who was Shout my out Alex for round 3 and uh, I think the main thing here is 
to slightly touch on James and Alex's game. Not go into any details, but James's James and Alex's game. uh, There was some. Do tell. There was some. What do you know, Lockie? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know much, but there was some issue that happened. Some movement shenanigan that was uh, discussed. I feel like they sounded like they were both very. they were both gentlemen about the whole scenario. There wasn't any arguing. Yeah, there was, just, I, I there was w- just a discussion that I happened. the majority of it. To be where fair, it I think, I think it, it sounded like they both understood what was happening, and they both said, "Yes, you're like we all we're in agreement." But they were com- talking about two completely separate things. Yeah. So one person was like, "Yes, I agree that you can't do that," and the other person was like, "Yes, I agree that I can." Yeah. And they were both like, "Cool, we both agree." And so then the game carried on, and then after all that, it was like wait hang on a second I thought we agreed you couldn't do that yeah I thought we agreed I could do that yeah I could have played my whole turn differently there was a whole scenario but what happened was James did win but he did feel pretty terrible about it because of the because of the the discussion that happened so he came into he came into the game yeah he was pretty down he came into game 5 really down about his previous game not very happy about it yeah kind of unhappy plus the fact that uh, I'd been talking to James for a few weeks leading up to it, up to the event about about the the event, and he was constantly talking about how his army does absolutely nothing to Nighthorn, and I was just like, "Bro, you're exaggerating. You'll be fine. You got a whole bunch of pigs and a more crusher. You'll be all good. Just take me off." Yeah, and yeah. He, and he's like, just "I do like nothing, bro. Destroy I'm absolutely, and then I fight. like, I if we play, it. I lose instantly." And so I was just like, "I don't know. I think he's being really pessimistic." He's trying to pull a baits on you. Don't even worry about it. So, he we basically played the game. He, I, I feel like he, he was bringing a lot of baggage from the previous game in because, yeah, he was down. Like I talked yeah. to him like literally two minutes before your game, and I, he was. I kind of just you know I happy. I castled up. I put up my screens, and then I kind of just moved forward. And I was just like, like what are you gonna do? Like are you gonna charge me? Are you gonna not charge me? Like what kind of game are we gonna have? And I kind of I was like asking him directly. I was yeah. like, "What do you like? What are we doing here? Like, are you gonna are you gonna try and are you gonna play for the double and try and take me off, or are you just gonna like hold back and do nothing?" And he's just like, he's just like, I'm just he's just gonna go for it. And so he basically charged into me, and yeah, he fucking <laughs> does nothing, dude. I was so shocked. You I was like, I was then. so ready. I was like, I was like, man, okay, yeah, he's gonna come into me, and maybe I'll like, well, you know, maybe he'll just kill the spirit host, mm. and then I'm like, then I'll, then I can smash back, and he like, yeah, he, he, he didn't even. Okay, let's put it this way. <laughs> he picked it. He picked gaining momentum, the battle yeah. tactic, which is kill a unit, yeah, a specified unit, and hold more. So he picked. He would kill the ten chain rafts with his Moor Crusher. Yeah, easy. He fails this battle tactic. Oh, good one. <laughs> and then Jimmy. he charges twelve pigs into the spirit host and kills like two. Oh, what is he doing? Does he even know how to warhammer? And I was like, and so like after he so kind of hits into me and does nothing. And I'm like, all right, I take it back. I understand what you've been yeah, saying yeah. for like two weeks now. Yeah, uh, I get you. Yeah, all right, okay, I understand that you do nothing now and so yeah we, we we had a bit of a game and then i sort of uh you know i used my pure tactical skill to um charge my blade guys into his pigs and <laughs> yeah, just take them off take take most of them off um yeah there wasn't really anything super like 
cool place. Like, I feel like that's kind of like a, a trend for us, the games. Like, I felt like I don't know what was interesting about the games because I kind of felt like I put my army down and then the army kind of played itself. Yeah. And so it was mostly just I survived and then I killed them. Yeah. That's kind of how the list plays anyway. Um, however, this was the one and only game where I managed to kill something with a purple sun. Oh, yeah? What'd you kill? The mega boss on Warcraft. Oh, that's really... Was he already wounded? Uh, he was not. Oh, well, he'd taken a wound. He oh, was on, man. like, 19 wounds left. The poor guy. He's and already coming in with his head dropped and you were just coming, like, purple sun him immediately. In my defense, it was <laughs> after we basically called the game and decided to talk it out... And then he's like, okay, once we start talking about it, he's like, okay, I'm going to move the wall crusher over here. I was like, actually, I get to Purple Sun first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then fucking threw the one. <laughs> and then he's like, fine, fuck yeah, it. Take it off! <laughs> so, threw his uh. fucking... Per- so, so I did manage... Because I hadn't killed a single thing. Like, I killed a lead voucher, a witch elf, and then a smattering of blood guys and spirit host with my Purple Sun. Oh, I'd only killed all the shit Nothing. with my 70-point like, model. you know... There's yeah. crunch spines. There's like all sorts of shit that I've been throwing it at. Yeah, I've been throwing it at. Be I've been throwing good. it at engines of gods. At at um, uh, what's the big ogre guy? Stonehorns. Stonehorns. Yeah. At, at skin chiefs. Yeah. I've been throwing it at everything, every game, and didn't yeah. kill anything. So that last game, basically, when he was just like, you know, let's shake hands. I was like, actually, I gotta throw a purple sun first. Bam! Taking him off. Ah, got you, bitch. So yeah, um, felt pretty fun about that. So yeah, one by a big score. Yeah, no, no, yeah, another big one uh, for that one. Basically, yeah. what team did you guys call it on? Uh, bottom of two. Okay, no. Sure. So you didn't bottom of three, probably. So you didn't really have to do the whole like, do I burn this or do I hold more? Because no, no, he was holding more and he was burning stuff, and he was actually up on points for most of the game. But then, yeah, I think it was bottom of three that I'd finished off his army, and then. Or maybe I doubled it to three, and then uh, and then I basically just like scored you know five points for the last yeah. couple of turns and, and and got ahead. So I think it was twenty three thirteen something like that. Yeah. But um, but it was it was quite. I mean, it was close because I, I was I, I because it's eight objectives and I was like hanging in a bubble, yeah. holding like three objectives and he had like his pigs that kind of flew around to the right hand side. So he was on. Four objectives, and then he burnt one. Oh. So he was—he had four, and a, and I had three because the other one was burnt. Yeah. So like, we kind of talked about it, like how if if we kind of if he kind of played like a more cagey game, he could have kind of edged away on a bit of a mission and tried to not yeah. engage. Uh, but he, yeah, he wanted to, he wanted to just you know, throw it down midfield, push it in. Come at you. Yeah. Was it turn one? He came at you. I can't remember. Uh, ten two. Ten two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because he doesn't go too much because he's a bit more class. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah, other than that, yeah. It was, a, it was a good fun game. James always good fun. We had Michael hanging around. Yeah, so, a little groupie. So we just shit-talking the whole yeah. game. It was yeah. good fun. It was, he was up and around day, well, both days, actually. Yeah. For someone who had to drop out of tournament, he seemed to be there a whole lot. <laughs> 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 yeah. All right. That's cool. But yeah, but that was me. So yeah, mm. four one in the end. Cool, cool, man. So I played. Uh, so I was going into this three one, but again, I was at the bottom of the three ones because I hadn't, I wasn't winning my games large enough. So um, I felt like I could come third. Um, I felt like I could podium mm. because I felt like, well, if James beats you, then you know you're free to. Well, of, even if I beat James and we're both four one, and then you 
you're a three one before the game, so you yeah. think you could end up at four one as well. Yeah, but then there would have been four because if I so spoilers, I lost. <clears throat> but had I won my last game, mm. there would have been four four ones. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. that's why I'm saying, like, if he beat you, yeah. then there would have been three four ones. Yeah, but, but you would at least be in a position for a podium, maybe. Yeah, yeah, but like I don't know, like who gives a fuck about fourth really? <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, so I played. I played Mark. So he's got a stormcast on his silence, his hammers. Uh, he's got a truly Mark list where he's got a knight encanter, a Celestin prime, Lord um, Imperator, um, who's the general, and he's got a belt. But how do how do we say this again? Kephalos. It's a bastion. That's a bastion. Kephalos is a, a special character. He's got, it's a big hammer dude. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah, he's got ten vanquishers, for epic, ten vindictors, five liberators. The vanquishers, they're the two-handed sword guys, though. Yeah, yeah. So they get, um, they get like more attacks. Yeah, more. I was looking at this. this and they rally on four ups. When look you at this army. A, a this army block. looks sweet. Yeah. Maybe not the list, but like the models look pretty sweet, mm. in my opinion. There's vanquishers. There's some cool models in there. Yeah, it's just like dark angels, bro. It's just like power armor with cloaks. Yeah, it's like Dark Angels. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. You know, this is, you know, Dark Angels Chamber of the Stormcast. That's, yeah, that's you know. true. Um, he's got Dias Arcanum, which is just a, you know, just gives him like a reroll to unbind. Uh, he's got three annihilators with meteor, um, meteoric grand hammers, uh, and then he's got three nice. praetors. Um, so truly a markless and a mark yeah. style where it's. All looks like a hot mess on paper, but he plays in a very mark way, um, and it and it works from. So, I outdrop him um, because he's got um, oh, Bastion there. He can pick D three like hammers units and like redeploy him after you decide who goes. Right. So he was like, "Oh, by the way, I remember I've got this," and he deployed pretty much like the majority of his army off the board. Like he put his general on the board, and he put Praetors next to him. Praetors are bonded to his general. Put some liberators down. And he put a, a in cancer next to the liberators, and they were both in like the far corners. And he put Bath in the middle of the board, and he's like, just remember. And I was like, oh, because I could go first, and I could like charge Bath because he's in the range. I could kill him right away. I could hold your objective, you know. And then like I could zone out some of the board. And he's like, oh, you could do that. And then I was like, ah, oh, nah, but you're gonna go first because you don't have a lot on the board, and I want you to hard commit to something so I know where to sort of ignore. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh yeah, cool, cool. I'll um, I'll do that and he picks to like kill one of my GP units or something is that a battle tactic I can't remember he needed to kill five of my um Vindictors and he dropped his ten unit of Vindictors and I forgot because he's got a lot of Puritan he can drop seven away mm. so he dropped seven away and yeah. I'm like oh fuck that's right um actually no I think he did um gaining momentum so like hold more objectives and yeah, kill a unit yeah and he had to hold objectives because I only deployed on three of my objectives because I, again, I want to bubble around Gardas to give myself some protection. So I was happy to like leave an opening wide for him to jump on and commit to to the corner of the board so I could just jump on him and kill him in the counter. Uh, and he dropped his guy seven inches away, failed charge, rerolled, failed, and I was like, "Oh man, that's what you get for nine inch charges, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it's you know it sucks, etc." He's like, no, it's a seven, remember? Because I got the... And I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, that's even... And then I, like, laughed. I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry, Mark. That's even worse. Like, a seven with a re-roll is, mm. like, pretty fucking average at best. Um, and then, chance. chance you chance. Yeah, and then he was like, oh, man, I've lost this game. This is, like, nuts. <laughs> I shouldn't have given this to you sort of thing. 
and then I went to the Stormcast battle tome and there's actually a battle tactic in there where like you kill a unit with 10 or more models of a dragon and I was mm. like fuck yeah I'm gonna do that because I'd never done a Stormcast battle tome one yeah but they are all based around the dragons which is good for my list because I have dragons in it right so um, it gives you the option mm. because like everyone's like oh against the odds and like I like against the odds but I don't like to use it right away because it's just such a gimme yeah correct so like I'd rather use it in like turn 3 or 4 or 5 yeah, when I'm like struggling for sure anything else you could do I will, yeah, I yeah. save against the odds for it's, way later exactly because yeah. like in turn 4 when I'm like really fucked and I'm like okay I just need to do yeah. this you know um, anywho so I pick that and I put two dragons into his unit of 10 and I, I shot it first and did nothing with the shooting and then I charged it and I just completely slapped the unit um, and then I star drake charged um, oh sorry I should go back to movement so two dragons went to size up his 10 vindictors all good the star drake went to size up the vindictors as well however he did um what's it called move when you move within nine redeploy redeploy that's yep. it um that unit between like a piece of center and a board edge okay so i could only fit like either the star drake or the storm drake guard in right because it's quite like, big yeah 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 and yeah. i was like well i'll take the storm drake guard because that's more okay. damage that's so, nice right. yeah so it was good and he rolled like a he rolled really well he rolled like a five or something like that yeah, on his nice. end so um he got like the move he needed um but he left his two middle objectives completely open so I was like I'm going to score one of those because then I'll like get more you know very easily yeah and then he's going to have to come down he's going to have to bring down the rest of his armies he's going to have to bring down his like prime and his um annihilators with hammers you know and he's going to have to commit and his vanquishers and he's going to have to like put his army on the board and I want it down in turn two I don't want it down in turn three so I put two of my storm drake guard on like his middle objective one of his middle objectives and i was like i'm gonna throw him out there as bait and hopefully he drops and kills those and that was a gamble i made yeah and then i was like i'm gonna take the star drake and i'd even given him like mystic shield hoping that he would take the bait but maybe he didn't because they had mystic shield i don't know like because i buffed him because i was like these guys are gonna go die just try die with some amount of fucking honor lads you know sort of thing <laughs> and then he'd put bastion behind the same piece of scenery that was stopping me charging all my dudes into his vindictors he put him on the other side so the star drake instead of charging the vindictors i was like cool he's just gonna like stone a 12 because that's like because he probably needed like a 10 or 11 hmm. because his base is so big and bastion was like hard up on this piece of scenery so i had to like charge around the corner um, but i fly so it's all gravy and he was like yeah cool and so i charged the star drake in there and um, it was essentially on this objective here. It sucks for you listeners, but bottom right for one, lucky, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so you rolled the big fat twelve. Well, I just changed it. I was just like luck stone straight away. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. Did that nice. But also, what they did is they put the star drake out in the open, away from Gardas and unbuffed. And I was like, cool. Well, that's also another piece of bait that if he drops, and he goes hard on that, I've got two storm drake guards that are just going to go. Right, fuck your other you. bait can go. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the other storm drake guard can come back to him and go okay. fuck you, and then the rest of my army can go into him. And uh, star drake goes to Bastion. Like I do, like five damage to him. He does no damage to me. I kill his ten vindictors. I get a battle tactic. I score five points. Hold one, two more battle tactic. All that sort of jazz. Uh, we dice off for priority, and he wins it. 
um, which was okay because I'm like, cool. Now he has to commit because he always, I always double him and I score like six points because I burn an objective and I kill some more of his shit. And probably the best thing about that scenario is I spread out around the board, or he wins it and he drops hard on and he commits to killing a star drake or some dragons. And he was like, cool, he's going to take it. And I was like, yeah. And he did exactly what I thought he was going to do. He dropped this whole army and he hard committed on the Star Drake. And I was like, okay, the Star Drake's probably in trouble here. Because he's got three Annihilators of Grand Hammers. He's got Salicent Prime. He's got his Lord Imperator. And he's got Bastion Calf. Whatever his name is going on on the Star Drake. Mm-hmm. And all those guys are like a lot of damage, right? Yeah, um, big hammers, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, cool, sweet. Best day of a Star Drake. Like, immediately. Like, done. Because all those guys are like damaged two three or four yeah and like ring two um and this time and he drops and he makes all his charges this time mm-hmm. and like everything goes in on the star drake and he like shoots everything he has at the star drake as well um and it comes to combat and i like i roar his annihilators with grand hammers and he was like oh fuck i didn't want you to do that because like <laughs> okay. that's his biggest that's damage unit. yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly exactly right you got it lucky and um and he's like, oh, I'm still going to go with him because I think they're, like, still technically the best damaging unit to kill yeah. you. And I'm like, yeah, they are. Like, they Because the Prime's only doing, like, five attacks at this point. Nothing, so yeah. he's max... So he is still, like, you know, doing a lot of damage. But, like, the Annihilators with Hammers can still do, like, way more. They go in. He, um, happens to kill the the star drake he only needs to do like eight wounds or something after all his mortal wound shooting and shit um cause like um bastion did his like lightning thing where he like rolls dice equal to your wounds characteristic and every six mortal wound and yeah. shit like that and that was cool and then he like sells some prime cause again he was out of his ward safe range so he's just like I'm throwing all the mortals at you on oh, and then when he drops with the annihilators they do mortal they do wounds mortals, too yeah, yeah. and then when you charge with the annihilators they do mortals so he just chipped him a whole bunch before he got to the combat and he got to combat killed him and then like I rolled a mortal wounds on the annihilators and killed two of them I think when he died and I was like oh fuck I I took the risk of him taking off my star drake and I was comfortable with that risk but I was really hoping he was going to go for the storm drake guard to mm-hmm. be honest mm-hmm. um but I still hold more objectives so it's all good at this point in time and my turn two, I'm like, cool, I hold more objectives, I'm going to go deal with this, and I move this, like, we'll just storm drag guard around, I'm like, cool, I'm just going to breathe fire on you, oh, I didn't even kill anything, and I was like, oh, do I want to charge? I probably shouldn't, because I'm charging into Best, excuse me, Bastion, who, like, if he kills anything, he auto-heals, and he's, like, eight wounds with four wards, excuse me, ward save, He's got Annihilators, which are dumb as fuck as well. He's got Salicent Prime, and he's got yeah. Lord Imperator. And I was like, oh, I shouldn't charge. I should just sit, sit here, brief fire. Because even though he's got all those dudes, they only count for like seven bodies. Whereas like my two dragons count for ten. Mm. Because they're monsters. Yeah. So I was like, I should just sit literally on the edge of the objective and just brief fire on for two turns and try to well him down. Maybe charge him if I want to double turn. You know, of course I don't do that. I just fucking charge him and lose a dragon like an idiot. Like, you know... <laughs> I just didn't need to do it. Immediately made the wrong Yeah, I just like I was like I told him exactly. I was like, "What am I gonna do? Just sit here and refire yeah. you for two turns, mate? You come to me if you want this objective. You have to fight for it. Like, if you don't, wait, what if I what if I throw? But what if I just instead? make it? Yeah, but I was like, <laughs> but what if I just charge you with make it super easy and then you clap me back? Yeah. Oh, and you heal. Sweet, you know. So <laughs> just a just a whole lot of incorrect decisions all in a row. Oh, dude, that was so dumb. <laughs> 
it was so fucking dumb um but I still scored because of the way that you like when you raise an, uh, when you sack or burn an objective in yeah. this you score the extra point after like you count how many points you have and stuff like that so I burned one of his middle ones that the other Storm Drake guard held who were essentially just objective grabbers the whole game and it felt like an absolute waste of points to be honest yeah and then dice off for turn three I win priority um I pull my dragon out this time I'm like fuck that he doesn't need to sit there and fight I'm just gonna pull him out if that means he can't shoot or fight or anything like that so I essentially lose a turn of him doing anything and then the other two dragons go kill some liberators and um the knight in cancer and they're like and his and the way I'm looking at it, the top left hand corner objective and for him his far right hand corner mm-hmm. um and he had some um he dropped the vanquishers between that point and my home point and when I moved the dragons into his vanquishers and this is huge his vanquishers were like nine inches away from my dudes right and then when I moved the dragons around I was just within nine and then he redeployed off them and he rolled a six so then he became three inches away from my dudes and I was like oh for fuck's sake (laughs) (laughs) really (laughs) that's so good you know but um anyway whatever like good on him for doing that um and the dragons my two so one dragon retreated doesn't do anything uh two dragons went in killed the stuff as I said I'm still scoring more and I burned his second objective and at this point it's um I've so we're going into the bottom of turn three and I'm winning the game on points 17 to seven I think seven yeah yeah so I was like I'm feeling pretty comfortable I'm super far yeah. I've burned two of his objectives he you only, so you're four you're four or are you down to three on your side no I'm down I've got four on my side so yeah. I've got all mine and he's only got two on his right. side so I've been super objectives. yeah so I'm feeling good I'm 10 <laughs> points ahead but for with a turn ahead of him essentially although he could double me which would be bad news bears because I am starting to lose shit um because I'd lost my star drake I lost my general so I had no CP whereas Mark had like all the CP because his guys just give free CP return anywho this is taking a while Lucky's looking at his nails I need to <laughs> I need to move this on uh and then turn three uh, cool thing I did in turn three is I um, rallied a dragon, which Mark really did not like. So nice. Good I was play. like, CP on this guy, spin that CP instantly, rally a dragon, six, boom, put it back on the board. And he's like, wait, what the fuck just happened? Because in my mind. Like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about in it. In my mind, I was like, I was like, this is definitely happening. This is like a foregone conclusion. I'm yeah. going to roll two up, then That's I'm going to roll big. six. Yeah. It's absolutely happening. And I did it with such confidence. He's like, yeah, I thought you like cheated me because you just like, I was like, dice is right there, man. Like, it's right in front of you. <laughs> Um, so at this point he makes a move he um, comes and he kills another dragon that I just got back and then he um, he takes my far left objective and he raises it as well um, so he scores 6 points in this turn so I'm still winning 17-13 after 3 turns and time starts to become a factor we've literally got like 10 minutes to play the last 2 turns in this game because right, okay. we were pretty slow and I don't think it was like I don't think it was anyone in particular, to be honest. I don't recall him being really slow, and I don't recall me being slow, so I'd say we've probably taken about as long as each other. Yeah. Because it's game five, like, you have to, like, end it, and you have to, shit has to get, like, done, and you have to, like, leave. Yeah. You know, um, and, like, the TO needs to go do shit as well. So, uh, so we dice off turn four. I win priority. I'm like, cool, I'm going to do, like, two do's in your deployment. It's going to be super easy for me to do, because, like, half the fucking board's your deployment. You know, no worries. I've already got, like, two units in there yeah um 
and what do I do? I instantly pull two dragons. Oh, sorry, he didn't burn that objective um, with the vanquishers on it because he wanted to sit there holding it because there was no way I was going to get it back. So he didn't burn that one. He burnt my right one, the one that had the dragons on it. No. How did he burn that? Because he didn't burn any in the first turn. And he burnt two objectives. I can't remember. Whatever. Well, doesn't matter. The result's done. Doesn't, it's not an issue. Um, because he was worried he was going to... He just wanted to score more points because he realised that like I burnt two objectives already. I was going to burn a third objective. Yeah. There's going to be not very many objectives. So he was just going to hold on to mine. And that's effectively the same. So I... It was like, yeah, battle tactic, I'll hold, you know, have two units from the Stone Army, hold up in your territory, all good, sweet. Then I instantly just pulled two dragons out, which was one of the units that I needed to come back and try to kill his vanquishers. His, my dragons charge his vanquishers, and they killed themselves, essentially, on, like, him blowing up on me, mm. which is just really dumb. Um, and also I dropped a battle tactic, and so all I score in turn four is hold one, hold two, um, and then I burnt um I didn't hold more because he was six at this point and we had both held free each and then I burnt an objective so I went 20 to his 13 and I was like oh yeah I should be okay um you know going into it and then I was like oh fuck I instantly realised that, that me dropping that battle tactic was just like the game essentially yeah and then he played and then he scored six points in his turn he held one two more um he had almost tabled me at this point because i was like limping at this point i didn't have a lot of shit left so i just had a couple of heroes yeah uh, and then like time got called like as his turn pretty much started so we were really pushed for time right. and then so what it came played in four then sorry did you just play to the end of four then? yeah yeah, and, yeah but like mark was like super stressed because i'd worked out because he was obviously planning what he was going to do during my turn and then and as he started his turn i was working out how the scoring was going to fall and then i went like real dark because i was like i've lost this fucking game yeah and mark's still like trying to bust his nut to try to get everything done <laughs> which is fair enough because he hasn't realized and i was like chill you've got it don't worry you know and what it came down to so he scored um six points which put him um 19 all I recall correctly nah no it wasn't 19 or he was one point behind me at that point at that point in time but he killed all my battle line and I'd left two vanquishers alive of his which mm. was to kill his battle line because we had the both same grand strategy but he completed his and not mine so he went two points ahead and because I dropped that battle tactic by moving cunts out of his territory that was two points which mm-hmm. meant it would have been a draw I don't want to play for a draw but I'll take a draw over a loss so anyway it was just a, a nightmare situation I just played like an absolute you played yourself piece of shit anyway I spent way too long I, I wasn't going to get into this but <laughs> I was so fucking mad at the end of it because there was that's like that's what you said last putting, time yeah, about just it. putting the dragon in there which was just totally unnecessary made, it essentially exhilarated him killing that unit a turn earlier instead of not and you know he would have been fighting over that for the rest of the game yeah um, because none of those units in isolation could kill the dragons but those units collectively could kill the dragon and the only way they can collectively kill it is if they all charge a dragon or if I charge them so I just like just ugh, fucking whatever and then pulling out and just giving up a battle tactic like Mark did everything he had to do right to win the game I got fat and comfortable and was like sweating I'm up 10 points and then I forgot in this game that you just pretty much score 3 points every turn pretty easily like at yeah. least you know 
like you always get battle tactic and an objective or you get one or two or more and maybe not a bit so like you can't really bury people like you used to you can't be like so i've scored 12 points you score three points you know yeah, <laughs> like that's it's, it. yeah so anyway that's it so i finished three two i don't i think i finished seventh or something i'm not entirely sure i don't really care but anyway um what do you want to get into now lucky do you want to know that we've done this and oh. we're two and a half hours into it into oh, our, I, into the, our I want to talk about the 60 minute podcast quickly. yeah go on yeah so i don't mind I'm, so i've got time i don't know if you got time i've, I've got all the time so 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 four ones yeah so let's so talk you, about the four ones you all so, beat each other is that what you want to talk about yeah so me james and alex all finished four one obviously i beat james in the last round but i lost to alex James beat, yeah. James beat Alex but lost to me and Alex beat me but lost to James so yeah. we sort of we all traded wins which um which is fine uh but obviously it was major minor major minor draw and we'd all gotten four majors and one, one major loss. loss yeah which meant it comes down to the first tiebreaker and the first tiebreaker in this tournament was victory points yes which I think is the deciding factor obviously like it's because yeah that's it's the tiebreaker but here's the thing that i have a problem about as the person who benefited to end up coming first was that in round three when i played alex we played on the uh mission where you win automatically and the only thing that's score you don't have victory points in that game yeah so when you think about it I got my loss on a round where nobody scores victory points anyway. Mm-hmm. And then in round four, when we played the mission where you get a whole bunch of free victory points for just playing somebody who has galley vets, mm. I played against somebody who had galley vets, and Alex played James, who yeah. doesn't have galley vets, and also charges you turn one with pigs, and also Alex lost. Yeah. So Alex loses on the round where everybody gets 30 plus points for free um and therefore it kind of feels like yeah he lost 34 to 9 against james yeah so so if he played somebody else on that round he could have scored 30 or something like that so it just it comes down to the fact that in this particular mission pack victory points were the decider and it felt like the mission order and the matchups for those missions decided the final results more than anything else. Um, which is like, you know, you need a way to decide anyway. To tiebreak, yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, if, 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 if even if we go to a second tiebreaker, which is strength of schedule, me and James still draw. Bang and then, on. And extended. then if you go to whatever, EXT. Yeah, extended strength of schedule. Extended strength of schedule. I, yeah. still, I still pip James for that. So like it still works out I, I i went on all three tiebreakers but it does it does like it it what, it what it means to me is it means that there's something missing from the pack so it means that the tiebreakers or the missions aren't working correctly because you shouldn't have a mission where a win is 10 to 8 and yes. then the next mission the win is 30 to 6 yes because yeah, because that's uh, I'm looking at round three as well. So Dan bet me in round three. Yeah, nine, nine to, to six. six. Yeah, 
And see, I lost to Alex there, 13, 13 to, to 8. 8. And then James beat Joseph 9 to 2. Yeah. But then you look at round 4, which is the Kill GV ones, mm-hmm. and you can see, like, where is it? The wins Blair, are 10, if not more than 10 every... 38 to 13. Yeah. So that's 25 points. Exactly. And then Lockie, you beat Dan by 10 mm-hmm. points, 27 to 17. Yeah. And then I beat Joseph 22 to 13. Joseph scored those 13 points in two turns as well. Against me, and I scored twenty-two points in five turns, including yeah. my grand strategy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like. yeah. And so that's the thing; it, it just comes down to the fact that, um, yeah, Zane, you know, we always Zane talk- and Harper at thirty-seven to nine. Oh. Mark against Adam thirty-seven to fourteen. James against Alex yeah, thirty-four that, to nine. Exactly, that's, you know, that's the big difference, right? They, these aren't these aren't you know twenty-six to twenty-fours or whatever, or they yeah. were used to see. So you know, we always talk about how going. 4-1 is possible, but going 5-0 relies on a bit of luck and yeah. matchups and draws and stuff. And I felt like that's kind of the same here, right? Like, we all went 4-1. Somebody has to win in the end. Yes. But uh, it would be better if those missions were more equally uh, balanced against one another in terms of victory point scoring if your first tiebreaker is going to be victory points. Yeah. Because I know in Notorious, with the auto-win mission, you guys are going with... At set points, yeah. With, like, set points instead. Yeah. Which means that you still... Like, if you get the major victory... Yeah, so if you get the major like victory, 20, 21 to 21 zero. zero. Yeah, because it's different. There's difference yeah. between, so it's 20 points between us. Exactly, which is better 20. than... One and then if you get a minor, then it's... Yeah, it's, yeah, we've put scoring in there for you to do. Yeah, that will probably shift that yeah. back a bit but yeah that, because that, there's a point of having an auto win mission because they're normally harder to score so it normally splits a larger pack especially when you've only got five rounds but yeah because you need you need the yeah. you need the tiebreaker when you have just straight essentially win loss draw um but yeah I, I that that that's uh just just you know rubbed me the wrong way a little bit on the day when we were kind of figuring out because we kind of all knew that we were going to go 4-1 and we weren't sure who was going to win because we weren't sure what the tiebreakers were looking like. Yeah. And then when we found out victory points were tiebreaker, I kind of worked out that I was probably in a good spot solely because of the fact that I got to kill a whole bunch of GVs. Well, I mean, look at you, <laughs> dude. So in round one, and the one where it separates, you won 29-2. to two. Yeah. It's a massive score in round one. But so yeah. did also... James won twenty seven six, and then also Alex for his top three. Twenty seven one twenty seven six, whereas I won nineteen to six. Yeah, Mark bet Zane ten to four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did Mark only score battle tactics for yeah. the whole fucking game? Yeah. <laughs> did Zane only score two battle tactics? I don't know. It's crazy. But there's some like, you know, these are not normal, but like more consistent scores and in round two to quarters one this yeah. is more what we used to say but okay so sorry I, I, I don't mean to hang, uh, hammer on the point but the thing is is that in round one it's still hold one hold two hold more and battle tactic which means that every round you could have five points right yeah I know exactly what you're saying dude. so I don't know how, how did, I, did I get 29 how did I get a 20 no I got yeah how did I get a 29 isn't you it cheated. out of 28 uh grand strategy yeah that is the 28 five points around. Anyway, so cheater, cheater. <laughs> oh, because there's, no, no, there's an extra, there's an extra battle point for battle tactic. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, for the one GVs. of the one of the yeah, GVs can yeah, get three. Okay, we yeah, got it. Very we got convenient. It. You remember that? We got it in the end. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh god, how have I done this? Yeah. Um, 
So you could score up to 29 points, but everybody in the game, no matter who they're playing against, can score up to 29. When you talk about the the GV mission, like, if it was just straight up, uh, you know, you playing, everyone's taking the same amount of GVs or anything, and everyone was on an equal foot, that makes total sense. But when you have some people who are playing eight units of GVs, Mm. some people are playing no units of GVs, some people are playing two or four units of GVs, but they sit the back of the ball while 12 pigs run at you. Yes. It means that that the, the the matchups for round four yes. were the key decider of everything for that tournament essentially. Yes. Solely because, like you, in your game, uh, you can't score. You can score. Nah. Like you could score like twenty nine points if you got every point you could possibly get, and somebody can score twenty nine points playing in a different table in like two turns for for just existing because I they're think, playing yeah. against. So, for example, I was the lowest scorer winner of that round with 22 points. And then Rohan was the next lowest scorer with 30 points. Yeah. So, look, Rohan had eight more points than me, which is literally, what, two to three GV units, depending. I mean, I didn't score perfectly as well, so I'm obviously yeah. six points off scoring perfectly. But, yeah. Yeah, I only got 27. I only played, uh, I think we only played four turns in that game. Yeah, but then you look at all the other winners in like 37 38s. You know, I didn't even realize Blair scored 38. Yeah. So that's, and when we're only looking at people, so you're using a tiebreaker and to bring it full circle, and this is not chin on you, Michael. This is not us poo pooing that at all. It's just the mission design is just poo. And I don't think it's someone, something anyone really appreciated. But when Lockie scored the most points at 120, so victory points and you scored I mean 27 is not even that's not a good example so James scored 116 points and James scored 34 points from that one mission yeah so that's what what does quick math say that it is right, so just over a third under a half yeah uh, under, a four, uh, under a fourth I mean. yeah so it's it's like essentially one and a half games worth of results in, in one yeah um Alex, how many points did Alex score? I'm just trying to look for Alex lost that one, so it's a good mark. Mark, 103 points. Mark got. Mark scored 37 points, so that's a better one. So Mark scored literally a third of his total victory points in that oh, one that mission. mission. Yeah, yeah. So that's probably more certain our argument. So <laughs> let's just use that one. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's um I don't know like yeah as I said me and Tubby talked about it for notorious yeah, and we decided not to. Way over a third of his points in that one mission. Wait, what did Zane get? Where's thirty-seven. Zane, Zane got thirty-seven out of ninety-five. Out of ninety, yeah, that's that's crazy. That's yeah, same that's, with Blair, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, that's why, yeah. Anyway, like it's it does it just it it, it doesn't yeah Blair much. thirty-eight out of ninety-three. Fucking hell. Yeah, it's just something that I just wanted to point out because yeah, that's like that's ridiculous. That's like forty percent. But I think we're going this way, though. That's what I think we're going. We're going win-loss, draw, and then victory points. So I think if that's the scoring system we're using globally, because that seems to yeah. be what it is, and we're using BCP, and that's what we're using. Yeah. Cause but you're not playing this mission. We're not playing this mission. And no. you're also giving you're giving correct scores for the mission where no one scores any victory points. Well, I don't know if they're correct. We'll find but they're, out after. They're, they're comparable to a normal game. Yeah, yeah. Point. So because essentially, it's If a normal game you score system. somewhere in the 20s... Yeah. Then even on that mission, if you score twenty for a win, that's yeah. fine compared yeah. to in the uh, in, in this thing, you're you're scoring like eight yeah. for a win. 
Yeah, so it should be um, yeah. pretty simple 20, well, standard 20 year system, where it's like 2016, the 2016 or the 25th, I, I don't know, I need to read 21, it. 16, 11, yeah. Yeah, yeah, as well. But anyway, we'll talk about that, you get to that later. But yeah, so I think it becomes more and more important about like mission picking to your scoring system as well. Yep. So I know, we'll see, we'll see, man. Like, my, my big takeaway in all honesty is that like I played so in two games I played to get an early lead against Luminef against Michael and then against Mark and I played to get an early lead and then I played to defend that lead and I worked against Luminef and it didn't work against Stormcast against Mark uh, whereas I did the opposite against Joseph where I was like I'm going to table this guy before he can score points and that was obviously the system that worked and now I'm feeling like on reflection um, with the score one score two score more essentially you score five points a turn and you're pretty much guaranteed to score at least two of those so like the swings aren't so big mm-hmm. I think the strat or the takeaway that I've got from this event is that I'm just going to be like I'm just going to try table people like that's going to be it I'm going to try table people in the first two three turns Lee will be very happy about this and then um, I'll score late when I can score five points and my opponent will score zero yeah because I'll still score like one or two points a turn in the first two to three turns, if not four points, because of battle tactic. But yeah, I'm, I've decided I really don't like this scoring because it keeps people in the game, but I don't feel like it rewards excellent play. Like, I feel like what I did to, and some of my what I did to some of my opponents in my games was just like I've really forced you to make a good decision here, because I've like zoned the board, I've kept these, I'm in your territory, I'm blocking this, I'm contesting everything and they're like oh but I'm just gonna like tap on one or two of these objectives and I instantly get rewarded for it yeah like I don't know so anywho that's my takeaway um otherwise I don't I don't think I have much else to say do you have anything else to say Lucky? I don't know it's going on for a bit now not in any short amount of time <laughs> okay <laughs> anything you want to rant about I don't know bro I got thoughts about it's everything safe don't space worry. you can you can do it I don't want to just... waste any more of your listeners time Bro, uh, you say that like we're delivering some sort of top tier quality. Nah, nah. <laughs> like, I've always got thoughts about everything, man. Don't worry about it. None of them are good. Well, you can. This is your first time on the podcast, so you're welcome yeah. to voice them now. Or maybe, <laughs> do, I mean, who knows? Voice imports, and you might be like into some real radical ideas that I don't agree with, and, <laughs> and then you'll never come back. You know, <laughs> and true. maybe this podcast won't be released. I don't, <laughs> it's not gonna be. It's not gonna be the case, but you know. Um, Awards. So, Lockie, you won James second, Alex third, Mark fourth, and Zane fifth. So, shout out to those guys. Um, sports went to. It was a tie between. Nick, Nick won it though, wasn't it? Phil and Nick? Yeah. But Nick diced it off and got a bit yeah, of Yeah, it was a, a roll off. Yeah, and then Adam won paint. Adam won paint, but apparently it was quite close. And I, I didn't hear who. I have no idea. I think it was yeah Adam was like one vote for paint nah Ruth was like we need to leave because yeah. she was so I didn't been there for like a, yeah and then there was a who was, who was second in paint but um yeah shout out Adam mm. great army well done Adam and then there was um like a snotling award I didn't know what that was for there was, it was every round the person who took the biggest loss in that round got a got a small prize oh that's right that's so there was small. five of those throughout the throughout yeah. the event five different people I'm good on him getting well absolutely hammered yep I, I mean, think I I believe I gave out two of those <laughs> <laughs> what a generous lover you are Lockie <laughs> serving the community 
Um, yeah, I think it's important to reward people at all levels of the game, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Um, cool, man. Otherwise, I'd go back to the event. I would as well. It was great fun. Yep, I would enjoy it a lot more. Um, it's funny because like, I had this really non-serious attitude going into this event because I've, I've had a lot of shit going on in my life recently. It's all good stuff. Just been busy. So I didn't really look at the pack at all. Mm. Like, I just didn't pay any attention to it until I had to submit a list. And I was like, fuck, I need to submit a list. So I quickly submitted a list. But on hindsight, after playing these missions and actually reading what the fucking missions were, yeah, I probably would have changed my list up a bit. I don't know how exactly. I'm just, like, obviously in hindsight, everyone's fucking a genius. But um, I feel like some of the complaining that we might have around mission selection could have also been curbed by us planning better for those missions I think I, I, I don't know like some of the missions still suck I didn't even know how to scoring word until round 2 so mm-hmm. um, whereas because in round 1 I only scored like I was I literally won the game by turn 2 it was very in control but I only won at 19-6 mm-hmm. so like I, I you know I sort of just screwing yourself out of points yeah well not like I deliberately like pulled up because it was just like it just wasn't that vibe and there was no need to but you know I don't think you know, a potential, what, eight more points would have really mattered in the grand scheme of things. Actually, it's a lie, I would have jumped two places. <laughs> but that's, <laughs> but that's fine, you know. Like, it's not a, it's not called for, it's fine. So, I think we just got to get used to playing Cutthroat Hammer, I guess you'd say, maybe. Always. Possibly, I don't know. Luke got 26 kill points on that, but he got zero agenda, so I don't know what that means. <laughs> he's and he got the major game. win, yeah, he's put <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> in the wrong category. Uh oh. Drummers. Alright, anything else you want to say, dude? Or do we just call it here? Any other thoughts? Nah, I'm going to leave it there. I feel like you really want to say something. I've got, no, I've got nothing. Who are you going to talk shit about? Come on. <laughs> Who are you calling out? i got nothing to say. Are you sure? Yeah. How about Michael? I'm going to crush you tomorrow in Warhammer. And you'll hear this podcast three days after we play. I am Sean gonna, will get it yeah. out late. I apologize, Michael, for that game we played three days ago. Mm. See, I can say that because it can go really badly. He's wasted a drive out. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Um, shout out all my opponents. Great games. Mm-hmm. Shout out Ryan for losing Vordry and Manfred to One Purple Sun. In the same fucking turn. In the same turn. Jesus, that was nuts. Um, and shout out Nate Trentinelli you write a good list Is he, we sort of figure out if he's the best Trentinelli actually actually do I have discord on this because I'm pretty sure no I don't that's my wife's computer anyway um, yeah no I played everyone there I played it again shout out all my opponents shout out Michael enjoyed the event shout out $5 Lion Browns that kept me going on Saturday true um, swap a crap Lion Browns too so us Kiwis and Aussies will know what that means and the Americans won't um, and yeah otherwise me and Tubby will try to get back in your ears pretty soon listeners we've got Notorious coming up in less than a month now so we we should kind of talk about that but it feels a bit weird talking about your own event eh? like I don't know just like I don't know if my ego's big enough for that eh? like the last <laughs> one we did do some interviews beforehand and it was really cool but it was also a lot of work and because I've got shit going on at the moment but I don't know if it'll be fucked but people any- want to talk shit anyway so People are hankering for some talking of the shit. I just yeah. wish I had some more shit to talk about. I wish I had some juicy shit to talk about, to be fair. Because I love a bit of gossip and drama, to be fair. What about a bit of... I don't want to say the dreaded word. I guess it'll, it'll start. <laughs> okay. 
I don't know, we'll take this one off the air, maybe. <laughs> and then maybe we'll come back on the air and discuss it. I don't know. I don't know. Your wife probably wants to see you before she um, disappears tomorrow, yeah, but true. we'll see. Anyway, thanks very much, listeners. Lockie, thanks for coming on. You're a champ. Thanks for coming and doing this in person. Thanks for having me. It's almost been three hours, bro. Good 60 minute podcast. Let's go. Oh, I love it. People are going to see that time and be like, no. Nah, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I like long podcasts, but I've got a pretty steady job throughout the day. Yeah. Anyway, thanks very much, everyone, and we'll catch you later. You going to say bye? No. Oh, bye. Oh, really? <laughs> 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 I thought you were ramping it up. No, I was. I was waiting for you to say bye. Bye. Yeah.